I do want to like uh, focus more on like what the definition of a unit is. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it depends on what what like how strong your beer goggles are on to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say in my case, I wouldn't say I was an absolute unit. On today's Footy Corner, Everton and United battled to a draw at Goodison, but was Everton robbed? Ancelotto thinks so as he was sent off. Liverpool are shocked at Watford. Leicester is stumped by Norwich. Marco Solanzo acts as a pseudo-striker, but the power of the mural holds Chelsea to a draw. Kerry Neville is a jealous prick, and apparently there's too much sex going on in Bucharest. Along with the usual predictions, comments, nonsense of the week, fantasy corner, and gambling corner, next. And we are back on the footy corner. I'm not going to make a comment of us being on time again. So, Ari, how's Why? everything going? Oh, yeah, because you've done it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, now we're just, it's expected. So, how's everything for you? Things going good. Yeah. Um, been able to run outside the past two days because this weather's been unreal in Chicago. Running along the lake. So, uh, definitely taking advantage of that. How about you? Yeah, pretty decent. I We went to the shoe on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Tell the listeners. It was a, it was a pretty... Crazy day. Not the best for you. It was fun. But it was a fun time. I mean, that's all that matters. We were there to have fun, and there were some wild games. Shout out Duke, Virginia. And even though none of us bet on it, it was still electric to watch other people react to the bet. Like, that's one of my favorite things of the horseshoe. Yeah, like, underrated. If you're having a bad, like, betting day, just, like, watch these other guys go crazy for the game. It makes some wild comments. Yeah, you get the aggravated people and the funny people to watch. Like, the aggravated people be like, oh, shit. Like, cops might come in. <laughs> Stay away from them. Yeah. (laughs) And then you just have the funny people that, you know, just say this funniest shit, but are also kind of frustrated, so. Yeah. It was a solid day for myself. I had that UNC upset. We got there a minute. I got that bet in one minute before UNC and Syracuse tipped off. I picked UNC Moneyline, won some good money on that. Had a decent day on the parlay. I picked one soccer match, and it's the one that we're going to talk about first. Okay. Um, you know, before we get to it, though, wow. yeah, he also got a tooth drilled on Sunday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Having he did. a lot of teeth procedures. Um, shout out to Caitlin for getting her passed on, passing her board exams. I was patient number one. Yes. And I yeah, I was there to get a drilling on a tooth. And, yeah, it's a long day uh, for her, obviously, for myself as well. So that was good. And, yeah, we're here. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, shout out to you for helping me with the gaming setup. I got yeah. it all set up now. There you go. He's got a backlight. <laughs> Hashtag engineer help. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think outside of that, things are great. A lot of interactions from the listeners, which we'll get to in a minute. We have a great interview. Featuring so, an argument. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to – yeah. So how do people reach out to us sorry, on Twitter to continue these great at, interactions? At the Footy Corner 2. There you go, at the Footy Corner 2 on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that match that I, I referenced or referred to. Made the bet at the shoe. I had Everton winning at plus 155. Pretty solid bet in my opinion. I would have won a decent chunk of change there. Um, they end 1-1 though. I lose. Calvert-Lewin scores really early. We, we can talk about that on a, on a wild error from De Gea. And Bruno Fernandez cementing his United legacy with the equalizer. The um, long shots. Yeah, Ari, let's start with that first goal. I mean, I don't usually go goal by goal, but it was bananas. What is your thought on David De Gea holding the ball and Calvert-Lewin just doing what Ford should do, and that's charging at the goalie. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like David De Gea's uh, value has just gone down the past two years. Mm-hmm. 
now he has a solid back line and he's he's still making some of these mistakes that he wasn't making in the past. Um, I don't know what what do you think about? It? I mean, that was Calvert Lewin. I mean, good for him for fault for for still running for that for that you know for the whatever the fuck you want to call it. But like, yeah, putting pressure on, putting pressure on. Yeah, that's that that was good to see. But um, that's gone by David de Gea. Yeah, I mean this this continues that thought I had last week. Remember, I said if they sell Pogba and sell De Gea, that's some money they can use see, to do other who, things. Who, De Gea. Would you, who would you bring in that though? But you Sergio have to buy. Romero's on their bench. What's wrong with that man? Why are you giving me that look? He's better than Willy Caballero, <laughs> bro. He's he might be worse than Willy Caballero. Okay, my thought is you've got Romero. What's his name? Nicky Romero. With? Sergio Romero. <laughs> Isn't that a singer? It's a DJ I'm about to see in like two weeks. Oh my yeah. God. So no, I mean, they have Sergio Romero. They can get a cheaper goal. I mean, David Dea is really declining. I mean, he, that was an inexcusable goal. Like you had the ball for 30 seconds almost. Dude's like sitting there jerking off in the back and in comes Calvert-Lewin putting the pressure on, just sticks a leg out and, and there you go. Quickly, they're down 1-0. Um, you know, that said... I thought United responded pretty well. I thought the game was really well back and forth. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on Bruno Fernandez. He's been an integral part of, of United's play. He has a goal or assist in three consecutive games. Uh, so is he really that savior for United, or is it a bit early to say that kind of stuff? A bit, I think it's a bit early, but I think he's um, he he is as advertised when, when they got him. Um, yeah, he played another crucial role in, the, in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on him? I think he's amongst one of the better January pickups, especially this year. You could even say transfers the whole year uh, because of what he's kind of made them. He's allowed them to be a little more creative in a, in a time where we said, where are their goals going to come? When Rashford got hurt, you and I were talking, what's going to happen? How are they going to score? We you know, we said Tony going up front, and then I'm like, who's going to connect the back and the front? And now we're seeing his presence you talked about uh, the return of McTominay, and in, in, I think it maybe he was in a chat. I don't know if it was on here, uh, being integral. Fred's play has been great. But I think all those guys are supplementing this creative playmaker uh, that, you know, I, there are guys that come in and they'll have really good early starts. So I agree. Let's wait and see mm-hmm. how he continues. Uh, but he's been, I mean, he's been fantastic for them. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to also mention, I forgot to say about Calvert-Loon, by the way, he leads the Premier League in goals since Boxing Day. Eight goals, the, the, the Carlo Ancelotti factor. Uh, speaking of goalies, real briefly, before we get into other discussions, Pickford, very up and down. I mean, he had the, the first goal he gave up. The goal to Fernandez, I think, was a bit weak, but then he made that really good 90th-minute save to preserve what was a draw, could have been a win. Thoughts on Jordan Pickford? So here's my thing with Jordan Pickford. Um, for England, he was... You could you can arguably say he was their most important player in that last World Cup run that mm-hmm. they had, um, but he's definitely taken a dip in club level. So my question for you is: If you're uh, Gareth Southgate, if you're the manager of England, do you choose him as your keeper one? Even I mean, he's great for his country, but I mean, the past it's a year year and a half, he's been kind of he's been making some you know sketchy. You know, plays in the back, but you know. I, I bring him in. I bring in other goalies that are good. Nick Pope comes to mind. Uh, the Sheffield lad Henderson. We, we we talked about briefly last episode. Come to mind, and I think you 
let him continue. But you know the group stages, how the Euros are now? You could kind of fuck up a little and still make the next round. Yeah. I say you, you let him start. He starts messing up. There's the leash. Short leash. Jordan Pickford. I agree. Uh, but big discussion in this match, the VAR call. The very last shot. and I uh, That was a wild little play there, too. Who was it that had the goal taken away? I know it was Gilfie Sigurdsson who moved his feet at the last second. Was that Calvert-Lewin also, I believe? Might have been Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, I think it was Calvert-Lewin striking the ball. It deflects off a United player, I believe, which was Harry Maguire. And it was Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, Calvert-Lewin shoots it, deflects off Maguire, and it goes in. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, between Harry Maguire and the keeper, David De Gea, was Gilfie Sigurdsson who moves his feet at the last second, and the ball kind of goes through and goes in, not hitting him, so he mm-hmm. wasn't offside. The play goes to VAR, and they call him off because they say he interfered with the play. What are your thoughts on this whole decision, the situation? So here's here's my take on it. I mm-hmm. want you to say your take after yeah. this. Okay. I think it was a 50-50 call. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that is because the ball wasn't going to hit him, right? Yep. But at the end of the day <laughs> – at the end of the day, count. counter is at one. Um, I I think he did impact that play. I think he threw the goalie off just a bit. Okay, because if you watch the play, he moved his his legs, mm-hmm. and at one point, yeah, he might have been in the sight of the of the ball when it was going at in in the goal. So I could see Vars decision on that. Now, what would I have called? I would have called the goal. Mm-hmm. I think fifty fifty, and then. Uh, I would say fifty one forty nine. It should have been goal. Yeah, should have been taken. I say, and it's not because I bet. I know there's a bias here that I lost money, and a lot of people did mm-hmm. because of this call. But that said, uh, 100% bullshit. That was a dumb motherfucking call. Like I said, take the money out of it. I go 95 to 5 should not have been a goal. The reason I say this is because on the initial shot, Calvert-Lewin kicks it. He's going far corner. De Gea's first movement is to his right. So no matter what happens, he's off. When it deflects off McGuire, he has no chance of getting that ball. He's yeah. already off balance. Yeah. All Sigurdsson is doing is moving his feet. And I think because he was on the ground, I don't think he blocked the vision of De Gea. Nor do I think his movement affected De Gea's, and here's the key words, ability to save the ball. I don't yeah. think De Gea was going to save the ball at all. So if I'm the VAR official, I call it a goal, and that's my explanation – this guy claims, and I've read some things online. Their official, whatever they sent out, said that oh, he you know he affected the movement of David De Gea, which is absolute shit, horse shit. And if I'm Carl Ancelotti, and we could talk about this now, he get, yeah. he got sent off in the 95th minute after the match ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right, you know what? I love to see that from a manager. Yeah, you know he he's a passionate manager. He, what do you think of Carl Ancelotti's uh, actions? Um, I thought. Chris Kavanaugh didn't handle that game overall very well. Yeah. And I think it was a harsh sending off unless I, – I, I'm curious. I think unless Carlo Ancelotti said something outrageous. <laughs> which, yeah, which he might have. Which he might have. I mean he's Italian. I mean <laughs> Italian oh, seems God, to be a know. bit outrageous. Shout out Jeff Shout Paris. Out Jeff Paris. <laughs> um, then I don't, I don't think he should have gotten sent off. Mm-hmm. Because I'm definitely, I feel like I've seen managers and players hassle the ref afterwards a little more 
than he did. And I mean, he's fucking Carlo Ancelotti. Right. Status has got to do something, you know. I mean, the balls on him to send off Ancelotti and say you're off to his face twice was wild. Yeah, he did. He to did. Me. If you see him mouthing that. Chris Kavanaugh, who I might be a uh, might be a rookie prem. I've never, I, this is yeah. the first time I've heard of Chris Kavanaugh. It's quite shocking he'd get this magnitude of a match. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I think what Carlo did was right. You know, mm-hmm. I think him getting sent off was a little harsh. Is he suspended because he got a red yeah, card? Is yeah, he suspended for three yeah, matches? Yeah, touchline ban. No, I think it's one. Is it one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he faces a ban. Yeah. A touchline ban. Oh, that's so stupid. And so, that's so stupid. Okay, you want to know something I wanted to bring up, though, in regards to Manchester United mm-hmm. um, that we just kind of touched up on a little sure. bit? Um, we talked about their, their transfer of, of Bruno. So as shit as they're so before this year, I feel like all of the people that they brought in mm-hmm. have been a wow. It made that yeah, that's a top ten play. <laughs> Sorry, we're on the screen. They're showing uh, Arsenal's first goal in their FA Cup match at Portsmouth tonight. Pretty solid, solid yeah. play. Sorry. Um, I feel like so before. Would you agree with me? For like five years, they didn't have a successful bring in, bring in transfer in. Five years. Yeah. Uh, Give me someone that was successful. Five years. I think Anthony Martial is a decent one. Okay, I think he's a little underperformed for as he was advertised, but I think that's also okay, because they haven't sure. played him right. Right. But uh, okay, I'll go outside you on that. of that. Yeah. But think about it. This past year, they brought in Lindelof, Maguire, who I think Wait, Lindelof had, came in before this year. Sorry, not Lindelof, Maguire. I meant Juan Bissaka. Juan Bissaka. Yeah, he's been Juan Bissaka, and they. You know what? They're top four defense in in the Premier League as far as goals given up. Okay, I think that's a very underrated statistic that people look at as far as Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And then we we're seeing Bruno Fernandez how much of an impact he's making. Those are three huge signings, very successful that I think people are kind of throwing a blind eye to. So I think whatever they've adjusted in their transfer policies, um, I think it's definitely taken a step up. And you know what I think it is? They've kind of fallen off the the. Real Madrid kind of tactic of going after the big name, and I think now they're really going after players that uh, suit maybe their style that they're going after, or or you know they're they're more into the play now and not selling jerseys. Yeah, no, I th- I think Bruno th- Fernandez isn't going to be the top selling fucking jersey. Well, he will be if he keeps playing like this, right? But my point <laughs> being is they brought in Pogba, and you know right. there's there your sales. Well, you also thought he was going to be good. Come on. I mean, didn't you think he was okay, going to do well? I did, right. But I guess, dude. But I agree. They've they've gotten a little better with, with their policies. And we'll see if it continues this summer. Uh, before we leave this, Man United sits in that fifth place spot, which is not officially a Champions League spot yet because Man City has gone for an appeal and we got to hear it out. But I'm going to assume it's going to be one. So Man, Man United sitting even on points with Wolves. Oh, yeah. We'll get to next. Also, um, I don't know when he's going to come back, but if United keep this lineup and instead of Mason Greenwood, insert Rashford, that shit's going to be lethal. Yeah. Bruno and then Fred and McTominay behind them and then Matic being like the fucking dude in the back. That's bananas. We'll see what they can do. They sit uh, even with Wolves on points, two points ahead of Tottenham and Sheffield United. Sheffield has a game in hand, though. Yeah. And then Arsenal five behind, but they also have a game in hand. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, speaking of Wolves, let's move on to them. They are tied for that, you know, Champions League spot. Jeremy was at the game. Goals. Shout out, Jeremy. Shout out, Jeremy. Being at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, where Wolves pull off the three-two victory. Apparently, Tottenham has a microbrewery in their stadium. I hate them still. 
talk about. Well, I know. I'm just saying that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> was it inside the city? Oh, yeah. It was outside. He said inside. That's pretty wild. Uh, really? Yes. I wouldn't drink that beer. It's tainted. It's Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. Uh, anyway, 3-2. Um, uh, Bergwijn and Arie, the goal scorers for Tottenham. Doherty, Yota, and Raul scoring for Wolves. Um, this is the 18th time this season Wolves have given up the first goal, which is the most in the Premier League. But that's they've avoided defeats 12 of those 18 times. So somehow they give up goals, but they stay resilient. Um, what is your impression of Wolves out of this match? I was very, very impressed uh, mm-hmm. with, with, with Wolves. Um, I think Raul Jimenez is really fucking coming into his own mm-hmm. as much as we ripped on him maybe at the beginning of the year. And a very especially underrated, you because he was on your fantasy. Team. Yeah, very under, he still is a very underrated player that you and me both notice is uh, Diego Yota. Mm-hmm. That dude's a fucking tank. He has six goals now in three games that, that spans over ten days. The last time he scored uh, six goals was over twenty five days from August to February. So he's on fire right now. Yeah, I think Wolves are, are firing and they're really um, they're really giving uh, United a run. I think both of those teams are really coming into their own and. Um, I think Chelsea should be worried now. Yeah, they could. Teams. Yeah, yeah. Even though they they sit at forty five points, but those teams are coming in hot. Uh, what three points behind them? Am I am I wrong or right about that? Wolves are three, three points. points so is United and Adama Traore. Yeah, man, we done. made that this comment while we were kind of watching some highlights. That man is a fucking unit in bro, a different a way tank. than how we called units. Yeah, he's a fucking tank, bro. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So. I think great result for Wolves. I think they can keep it going. I really – and like I said, a team that can fight back after giving up a goal says a lot about their character. Now, on the other end of it, let's maybe talk about Tottenham. To me, this is a team that's – and I've said it before – on the downward kind of – not really spiral, but they're going downward. And I think it re- like Son and Kane are really, really big injuries that hurt them. And I think if they hadn't picked up Bergwijn, who to me, aside from Bruno Fernandez, has been the best January transfer pickup, that they'd be even in bigger trouble. Well, yeah, they were missing three. They were missing three stars in Kane, Son, and Sissoko. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't killing. call Sissoko a star, but no, no, I said starters. Oh, starters. Okay. There's Orange Phone. Who the fuck's sending me emails this late? Anyway, uh, yeah. So, That's what, what are your thoughts on Bergwijn? I think he's been very influential. He's kind of shocked me a bit. Yeah, he's doing really good, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say about him, but shit. Yeah, I mean, and we continue to look at, to- in terms of Tottenham. Shout out Juan Foyth for still being dead. <laughs> he is. Is it Juan? Uh, it is Juan. It nice. is. It is. Um, your boy, what is to make of your boy Encondembele, or Endombele, on the bench? Bro, Are you, you going to say you called this? Because you, you said he was ass from the get-go, even though he had a good start. Yeah, bro, he's ass. And why why do you think players like Ardo, Alderweireld and Fertongen were on the bench? Do you Fuck think that hurt them? Know. Three goals given up with the back line and it was center backs, Tanganga and I can't remember who else played center back. Sanchez, Davinson Sanchez. So my and you had the and you had the pivots of Winks and, and uh, I don't know if you noticed this, bro. Dyer. They were bad. Yeah, the pivots are tragic. Winks and Dyer. I mean that on that goal, which goal was it? We saw one of the goals, the Doherty goal. The man was in front of the goal. First of all, was it? It was Dyer who whiffs. Winks is watching him in the like best seat in the house. Yeah, watching the goal, and I think it was Ria who couldn't cut off the cross. So really, poor, tragic defending from a Mourinho team. Also, is is so Hugo Lloris 
was not an yeah, considered what, an injured player in this game. He, and a, Michelle Vorm was the substitute keeper today. So what's happened to Hugo Lloris, mate? He played last like two weeks ago or last week or whatever he might it was. Be, he might be on the go. I think Gazaniga is going to be their guy. Well, it's apparently one day ago, Tottenham lined up for Watford keeper Ben Foster as Hugo Lloris backup. Well, Hugo Lloris needs to start first to have a backup. So what's well, happened? They're losing faith in Gazaniga? I guess. Wow. Well, I don't know. He didn't really have that bad of a game, did he? I don't know. And, you know. Okay, groin injury. He had a groin injury. Look at, dude, look at what Jose Mourinho looks like now. He's <laughs> Wait, Harry Winks was the captain, mate. Jose has lost his mind. Just look at him. You know what he looks like? Jose, do you remember when Britney Spears shaved her head? <laughs> this is Jose Mourinho right now. And this is the state of Jose Mourinho. And I think Spurs are fucked. That's all I gotta say. I think we can move on from them, dude. I don't know what, dude. If you look at what Jose Mourinho looks like, he does not look healthy. I'm telling you, he looks like the Britney Spears from whenever she shaved. Remember her when he head. looked homeless when he beat Liverpool a couple of years ago? Yeah, he he went. He started wearing tracksuits and he was beard. <laughs> yeah. out. he went from like the and then he well, did that. Uh, he yeah. did like the weird. I don't know. Work. Well, he likes to war. Yeah, he likes to rile people up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you know what? I feel like as you get older, you start to appreciate, um, wow, that's Chris Tucker now. Jeez, he's looking old. Uh, I feel like as you get older, you realize Jose Mourinho is actually a good guy. Yeah. So I kind of wish Yeah, I, he's just playing the part. I kind of you know miss the old Jose, though. I feel like this Jose is kind of like giving up almost. On life? <laughs> On life, yeah. Because he doesn't really talk much. Like he doesn't like those, you know those patented press conferences. You know, I think if I speak, I mean trouble, I like, stuff because, like that. I think because he worked in the media, his perception of everything changed. Yeah, that's a big one. All right, so Tottenham in a little trouble. <laughs> what do you people let us know what you think? Is Tottenham fucked? I, you know, just go ahead, tweet at us. Uh, yeah. uh, I won't put a poll or anything, or I mean, our intern won't put a poll or anything, but we just want to know. Are the cocks um, fucked? Yeah, pretty much. I think they are. So we'll move on. I uh, this will probably be short. Yeah. Uh, Watford three, Liverpool nil at Vicarage Road. Ismail Asar, which we've talked about on the pod before, maybe not in front of the pod anymore, with a uh, brace and Troy Deeney capped off the victory. This was Liverpool's first Premier League loss since January of 2019. My God. Like it, it, so it was a pretty good run. How did you feel on the day, considering you haven't seen a Premier League loss in over a year, <laughs> which is bananas? Um, you know, I was watching the game. Mm-hmm. And we went down 1-0. I was like, okay, you know what? They'll still come back and win this game. Then they went down 2-0. I was like, you know what? They'll get a draw. <laughs> and then the third goal that solidified the W, and I, I was like, you know what? This is a blessing in disguise. Okay. It's like now all that Invincibles bullshit is gonna, out of the picture. Um, now they could just focus on what's important. I'm not saying the Premier League's not important. I'm just saying we fucking won that by now. I think... Uh, now you got to focus on Champions League because you got your backs against the wall. Now all that sh- now you could kind of take the league easy. I feel like they were they felt pressured to do good because of the whole Invincibles thing. Now less people are going to be talking about it. The teams get less stressed. And now they could just focus on what's important. I don't know. How do you feel about I, that? Well, I mean, I, I mean, they they got shit pumped. Yeah. Wat- Watford showed up. Liverpool didn't. Watford's crowd was into it, um, and and Liverpool was very lackadaisical. I think it's going to be a wake up call. Because they've drawn Atletico, or lost to Atletico, and now lost to Watford. So I think Jurgen's got to do something and wake this team up. 
Well, you say should pump. This is the heaviest. This is a good segue to saying this was the heaviest defeat suffered from a top team versus a relegation zone team since Leicester beat Man United in 1985. But like you said, I don't think it really matters. And I and, and they can focus now on maybe putting a weaker team out when they have a match in Champions League. Why do you? Ha- why would you play any of your top players now in the league? I think right? un- until when until you have you, right mean, now yeah. that it's happened. No, now that it's happened, let's say Atletico's coming. No, for for instance, you have Chelsea on tomorrow, right? Yeah. FA Cup. All right, whatever happens, happens there. So then you have your next Premier League match. Why would you play any of your good players when you got that critical match with Atletico coming up that week? So to me, I think you're right. It allows Jurgen, I almost said Klopp or Klinsman, it allows Klopp. To play some of these other guys, mm-hmm. and you rest Salah, you rest Firmino, you rest Mane, at least a little bit. Yeah. And for that Atletico match, all right, here they come, fresh. You know, play some of the other guys. Let Ariki get some game time. Move Oxley chamberlain up. I know you played in this match, but you can move him up a little bit. Get Harvey Elliott some game time, 16, yeah. 17 years old. some other guys some game time. I think it's good. Uh, because Minamino, Minamino. Yeah, play Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse. No one is catching Liverpool in the league. Big, big dick. Uh, Divac, get yeah, him out there. Get him out. So, so you know, like I said, in weeks you have big games. Rest these guys. That's and I think it's a it's a good. But yeah, go. I think I think a perfect example. What you're saying is this this weekend they're playing Bournemouth at home. Right. Maybe give one or two guys a rest. Yeah, no need to play your starters uh, big time. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, moving on in terms of um, Watford, I'll keep it brief. Yeah. Uh, Ismail Asar. He's the first player with three goal involvements in a match against Liverpool. So he had two goals and an assist. Yeah. First one with three goal involvements versus Liverpool since Harry Kane in October of 2017. Um, and he had a, he's had a pretty good couple of weeks. You watched the game pretty close. Do you think Ismail Assar has any kind of future with maybe the Watford or, or another Premier League team? I think I think he does. Um, I don't. I think I could see him staying at Watford though. Mm-hmm. Isn't he okay? So wasn't he linked to all the big Premier League teams? I thought he was, and, and he was complaining about the cold weather, and somehow he ended up with Watford. Oh, I think that was someone else. Was it? Yeah, I don't think that was Sar. I remember being linked to Sar. Liverpool was linked to Sar, but... Yeah. Um, you know, but I wanted to ask you, this win got them past relegation now. Now they're clear. That's impressive. So, what, what do you think? <sighs> to me, it's funny, because we they had that moment... Bournemouth. Where Nigel Pearson was running the show and they were they're picking up all these points. We're like, oh man, Watford's now clear. And then they went through that stretch where it got rough until this match. I just simply think this is a moment matter of they faced a team that – and we see how difficult it is to stay on all season. Yeah. Like, you know, especially when you're – that's the thing. They're up by so many points, Liverpool, that it's difficult to get up for every match. So I don't know – and I get, yeah, Watford played really well. I just don't know if they're going to carry on like this every match. Because they came, you know, they they strived because there was a target on Liverpool's back. They're like, okay, we're playing the soon-to-be champs, a really top team. We're going to come out and play our game. Whereas they were like, okay, you know, we got other games coming up. Yeah. So I don't know if they're clear. I got to see a little more out of Watford. Uh, as of now, I still think they'll get relegated. I still think they will, despite some of the other teams that are there. You know, I still think Bournemouth's better than Watford. With teams getting relegated, if Aston Villa could somehow pass up Watford, I'm totally content with the teams that are getting relegated. I, 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 I think Bournemouth will pass up Watford. I, think I don't it, know if Villa will. But if, if the 38 games play out and I see Bournemouth, 
Norwich and Watford, I'll be happy. Okay. <laughs> Thank God those fuckers are out of the league. I still think Villa will be amongst those teams because they don't have any help all, uh, around relation and, and, yeah. I know Samada's coming too, but, oh, man, we'll see. Had an electric header in the uh, yeah, league, league cup final. All right, so we will – we'll talk about Bournemouth on the other that, side. mention that, by the way. City won we, the league cup final. I, I was going to actually bring that up before we went to – other stuff later, just a quick mention. I guess, do you want to do it now then? No. <laughs> She's going to say congratulations to Man City for winning the League I Cup. Mean, uh, there isn't much to talk about. I want to ask the people a question. What do you want to ask them? So, uh, City winning the League Cup, do you give a shit? So here's my point I bring up with Nikhil in the yeah. interview that we're yeah. going to have. Is when they won, like I didn't have any emotion. You know, I was right. a little upset because obviously I like Jack Grealish and have a soft spot for Villa, but it was just like, all right, whatever. They won the you know the League Cup. Like I said, if it was any other team, I feel like there'd been more. I mean, City's celebration, like their their parade, that's gonna draw a grand total of seven people. You know, they're it's just you know, granted they've won it three years in a row. Maybe that's why I don't give a shit. It's really weird because – How about you? You – This is going to sound bad, but like when it comes shit? to League Cup, like I don't I, – I've probably seen one final in the past six, seven years because that's just one for me that I can't – Right. I can't get out for it. Do, I can't. How about my point though? So what if like – let me give you – what if Manchester United had won the League Cup? I don't think Would I you have cared, cared a little no, more? No. I wouldn't have. I think I would have cared more if it was a minnow that won. Like a, a smaller team that never wins. So Villa won it. More than any of our, even so our Villa. teams. Yeah, if Villa had won, it would have meant more. Yeah, oh, it would have been scenes. Like when Wigan beat Man City in the FA Cup and Gus Johnson made that incredible call. <laughs> who, was the, who was the guy? <laughs> ben Watson! You know, like it was wild. Yeah. Uh, but for, FA Cup is different for me. I'll watch FA Cup. Like FA Cup because that's That's magical. what I'm curious. I'm really curious. But for me, League, it's like League Cup is third. And unless like a small team wins, I don't give a shit about League Cup. See, that's why I'm curious to see what kind of lineup Klopp brings out tomorrow. I feel like it'll be a decent one because they have because they have Bournemouth who could, they could play a weaker team and then Atletico. So you give those guys a little you know run. Getting the front three is going to play tomorrow. I, if I'm Klopp, yeah, I would do that, and then I'd bench him against Bournemouth and play him against Atletico because you can't rest them two games in a row. They can't just be sitting there doing nothing for a week and a half. You know, I mean, shit, they they don't mind that. Well. They don't. But anyway, uh, congrats, Man City. <laughs> you going to say it or no? Yeah, congrats, Man City. Okay. They won a, you know, it's sad for Jack Grealish. He, he was very upset. Yeah. So. He was very devastated at the end. So there's our plug-in for them for winning the League Cup. And with that said, we'll talk about Bournemouth on the other side. But congrats, let's go to it. Jeff Paris. And, um, <laughs> Shout out. Oh, yeah. Also, another mentioned. I think it was really cool. Foden said he was like 11 watching Aguero win the Premier League. And then he was playing a side side by side with them in the final and winning a, a League Cup final for his boyhood club. He All tweeted right. something along those lines. I thought that was pretty cool. Special moments there. All right, uh, we will now take you into a awesome interview. First time we've had him on. With All right, Alex, tell us who it is. Nikhil. What? Yeah, that's who it is. It's, it's Nikhil. <laughs> that was it. Cut it oh. off. <laughs> Nikhil, take it away. <laughs> All right, so we're here with uh, Top Lad, one of my favorite uh, listeners, uh, Nikhil. What's up, man? Not much. Uh, just living it up in California, uh, enjoying the Sunday. 
feel like I haven't seen the sun in six months in Detroit. And then here I come and it's like 60 and sunny. There you uh, go. So pretty good. Pretty good. Nikhil, happy birthday, by the way. I yeah. It was your birthday yesterday. <laughs> What'd you do? It was pretty good, honestly. Um, so as you guys know, I moved to California like two days ago, pretty much. And uh, I met up with some buddies that I went to school with. And we went on the, we went on a hike, uh, this beach called Pacific Beach. It's it, it was beautiful, honestly. Oh. Uh, went out there for went out there, uh, hung out for a bit. Went out to the beach, uh, saw all these surfers going crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. So you already had some friends out there, though. So that's pretty nice if you have like a, a group of friends that are already out there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are just just guys I went to school with, so I've known them for a while. Uh, but yeah yeah where'd you move from (laughs) so i moved from uh the best city in the world detroit he set you up for that (laughs) (laughs) so i did move from detroit um yeah so you in northern or southern california i'm in northern california so i'm in san francisco that's what i thought Ooh. yes yes yeah uh, so that leads to my last, next question. How was life in the Bay other than the uh, outrageous cost of living, I'm guessing, out there? <laughs> I mean, I've been here, I've, like I said, I've been here for like, what, 96 hours now, four days maybe. Yeah. Um, it was, it's different, honestly, compared to the Midwest. So I've, I've lived yeah. most, like, I've lived most of my life in the U.S. in the Midwest. And I've been, like, I went to school in, I went to school in Ohio. Um, yeah, got hired no. by this company in Michigan, moved to Michigan, and um, I've been, I've traveled for work, but I've mostly like lived all my days in like Michigan, Ohio, Indiana. Um, Damn, Nikhil's a man of man of traveling, man. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'd say it's pretty sweet out here. I mean, I I moved because I got hired by this company that uh, was kind of my dream job. I always wanted to move out west at some point. Um, and also, fun fact, I think Arin uh, would definitely approve of this company. I think he's a big fan. Uh, yeah, what's the company? Any, any guesses? Ooh. You've, you've know, mentioned this on the, you've mentioned them on the pod a couple of times. Is it a gaming thing? Is it gaming? No. no. Ooh. What do you, what do you, uh, the Bay. Oh, they got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, they got a lot of good, Google, yeah, because when we went, yeah, yeah, Apple, um, mm. Uh, let me stuff. let me let me make it easier for you. It's automotive because I'm I'm in the oh, automotive industry. Yeah. Have you mentioned what have you mentioned? Um, Tesla. Yeah. I knew that oh, was gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> I was good. Dude, you know what? I I, oh, I just baller. recently with the dip in the stock market, like I think it was like a day or two ago. I have so many so much stocks in Tesla. I bought the hell out of Tesla. <laughs> Tesla's legit. And that's the car of the future. Dude, that's a sick gig. Yeah. What? Well, so, yeah. Holy so shit, Nikhil! So oh, Nikhil's out here. Wait. So you're an He's engineer then, right? So you're an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an engineer. Yeah. yeah. Engineers. There you Damn. go. I'm also a nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You might just um, be a co-host here, honestly. We're at this rate. We're, yeah, we're gonna have to get discounts <laughs> from you on our Teslas. That's a legend, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so are you then? You enjoy working for them? Um. So today was literally my first day. Um. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a bunch of like corporate bullshit. It was just like orientation and stuff like that. Right. Um, so I I don't really know. I mean I'll find out tomorrow. 
what it looks well, like. But from yeah. what I from what I heard, it's it's pretty crazy out here because they're like really ramping up stuff. Yeah. Um, and also with the stock prices going up, like everybody's interested in Tesla now. Yeah, it's <laughs> on the rise. It's on the rise. Yeah. Absolutely. Even crazy. even I have my my I dabbled in Tesla, man. One <laughs> day I could afford one. But no. Oh, for sure. Come on. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. you've moved out there, Nikhil. So what you and you mentioned Detroit. What's happened mm-hmm. now? You're still Team Detroit, and now that you're gone, you changed your mind. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna be honest here. Okay, yeah. I was Jeff Paris Team Nikhil. <laughs> so when I got out of school, all right. So I wanted to move out west. I wanted to honestly, when I I went to school in Cincinnati, Ohio, I wanted to like move out west. I wanted to like either go to Portland. Or I wanted to go to California. Like I either wanted to go to San Diego or uh, Portland, Oregon. Um, oh, okay. Neither worked out. I mean, I applied to a bunch of jobs, but like when you're when you're fresh out of college and like you don't have experience, nobody fucking wants you. Everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up getting hired by this like company in Michigan, and they were like they were they were not, they were really nice to me. I mean, it was it was a great startup gig, um, and it gave me the experience that brought me here, but. To be honest, like the metro Detroit area is very diverse and yeah. it's got some good things going for it. But at the same time, it's like it's hard living there. I'm not I'm not going to lie. It's not it's <laughs> not uh, it's not exactly a, definitely not a vacation destination. I was going to say you wouldn't have <laughs> vacation there, correct? <laughs> no, I would not vacation there. No, but th- don't get me wrong though. If you if you're going up north, if you're going to the UP, uh huh. Holy shit, it's beautiful. But yeah. then you can only go there like four months a year, because the okay. rest of the year it's like fucking snowmageddon over there. You can't like do shit right. for six months for more than like yeah, because yeah. yeah. It's awful. Yeah, no, I know how that can be. We know how it is with the snow. Wow, it's horrendous. This, this man, Nikhil, I'm, like, if you came out with a book, I'd read it. This is a very interesting. <laughs> you're a very interesting man. So. Uh, this leads me so let's talk soccer now. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All so right. I, you know I I love Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in you now. So what got you? So how long have you been a Liverpool fan, and like what got you into it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I've always been a soccer fan. So okay, more traveling, but uh, I feel like this is relevant to the story. So I I yes. was born and raised in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And, shout out uh, Middle East. Yeah, Middle East. Shout out Middle East. Oh, and yeah. I was born and raised in Dubai, so UAE, the United Ooh. Arab Emirates. Um, I mean, the kill's been everywhere, bro. <laughs> I just, I was there actually in December, but for a flyover. So I continue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but honestly, the but in in the Middle East, you when I was growing up, and this was like like in the nineties, like early nineties, mid nineties. You only had either Real Madrid or Barcelona fans. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if people did follow the Premier League, it was mostly um, or like early 2000s when I was in school out there and stuff. It was mostly either United mm-hmm. or Arsenal. Shout out Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. And like everybody was uh, like split up that way. And um, I used to follow soccer. I used to I used to watch games, but like not not as seriously as I would like to or as I do right now. And yeah. I remember watching um, the 2005 Champions League final, yeah, yeah. and watching that uh, that comeback really got me on the Liverpool train. Honestly, like I, I liked Gerard before that because I used to watch international games and watch him play for England. Yeah. And but I wasn't sold on Liverpool until that game. 
And then I know, I know we've had, I know I've, I've been a fan through like the tough times, like mm-hmm. Oxen, <laughs> Koncheski playing at left back. Agwas or striker. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Some rough times. All those, uh, you win a week days. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm so fucking glad for Klopp. And yeah. I feel like every Liverpool fan who's like been a fan for more than 10 years deserves this period and like deserves the fucking unbearable title it's it's, you know what we've been through shit (laughs) thank you and it's like i don't know doesn't it kind of feel weird though like we kind of have it in the bag and it's just like isn't it just kind of weird because after what happened like 2013 and last year we just fall kind of short and here we all just kind of cruising and it's like this is not the liverpool team we've been used to for like no decade you know what i mean is why I know. I'm not even kidding. Like, I mean, even three years ago, if if you would tell me that like Liverpool was leading three 0 away to the 20th place team Norwich, for example, yeah. I w- it would still give me fucking nerves. Like, I would still have butterflies in my tongue until the game got over, just because I knew the defense might like fuck up or like something <laughs> might happen. But now, even with like, even if they don't score, except for the last game, let's not talk about the last yeah. game. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except for that game, like, even if you don't score until the 85th minute, you feel like, oh, there's still a. Ch- I mean, you're still like, no, Liverpool got this. Like, Origi is gonna come on. Yeah. He's gonna do some madness. Some magical yeah. shit's bound to happen. It's <laughs> the team of destiny. Like, I've never felt this way about a team in any sport. Yeah, even right. just the West Ham game. The last West Ham game was pretty, you know. Wild. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts, but uh, in regards to the last game, we um, it, it, what we do is we catch up on games that we haven't seen because mm-hmm. we we um we tend to watch different games at different times, <laughs> whether you're awake, I'm awake, or yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> my uh, Ashton missed the um the the last game, and okay. I had watched it, yeah. and so we tend to catch up on match of the day together, and yeah, together just to kind of refresh. And he goes, you know what, you go do your workout, I'll watch the Liverpool game. <laughs> separately <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to see that even though i kind of took it good i was like you know what it's okay um yeah. it was still kind of rough right yeah no i mean i it, it was an off day like everybody didn't play like nobody played well um i've never seen van dyke react so poorly mm-hmm. um yeah. and it was just it was just an off day i mean yeah. and like knowing klopp i'm pretty sure he's gonna like come down hard on everybody and it's going to be fine. We're going to win the next game and keep winning. Maybe all the other ones. Yeah, too. Because it's, it's really difficult when you have – and Arine was saying the league was wrapped up. And you've been saying we're not used to – but, like, when the league is wrapped up, you know, it's very difficult to show up game after right. game. And, you know, when you have maybe, say, you know, the Champions League match coming up against uh, mm-hmm. Atletico, which is mm-hmm. probably a lot more important to all of which you than, I, yeah. than so a so Premier League match a, against Norwich. Exactly. And this brings me to my – I'm kind of like – I'm sorry. I keep These are questions that aren't even, like – I'm just free like <laughs> – because I'm genuinely oh, curious with the heel, yeah. yeah. Uh, like so, um, with the with the league wrapped, are you nervous for for this Atletico game? Um, um, deep inside, don't you want to do the double? Wouldn't that be sick? I honestly want us to go for the treble. Like now that the invincible oh, yeah. record is like not in like like I would say you know what we're not invincible anymore, so like we can't claim that. So fuck it. Like I don't care about the other records. Like nobody. Like a Premier League medal is only going to say Premier League medal. It's not going to say how many wins you got or how many. Oh, yeah. yeah Nikhil, Nikhil, you watched the Gary Neville, uh, Jamie Carragher shit, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm going to I watched that too. <laughs> I know. And like, it made so much fucking sense. It like, it was like, you don't need these records. These records don't mean shit, honestly, at the end of the day. And yeah. 
I would rather we go for the treble, we like win the FA Cup, we win the Champions League, and that's gonna be that's gonna like back-to-back Champions Leagues for me is like a sign of a legendary team. Honestly, that's like up there with like Barcelona of yeah, four and, or five and years ago. That's back-to-back Champions Leagues, and that's three appearances in a row. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a legit dynasty, and that, and like it's even harder to do it. I feel like in 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 a sport like soccer, when you have teams that have a higher you know budget than than Liverpool does. Granted, they they are very successful and like got lucky selling Coutinho for a high price, but like it's just unreal the business that they've done and who they brought in. I I just think like this is almost like a mold, like a what do you call it, like a. Um, how do you say, like a figure, like an, an example for future teams on how they should set up almost, mm-hmm. you know? And really, the manager, because it took Klopp some time to bring in these guys, and um, yeah, no, damn, absolutely. man, you really got to buy into the manager, and they did that, and Klopp really proved everyone wrong, I feel like. And that's something, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm looking for as an Arsenal fan. My question then for both of you, I got a question for the two of you then. Oh. What is the percent chance that you guys give that you guys will advance past Atletico? Bottom line percent chance. Oh, shit. Chance. Last game was such a shit show because of it was at Atletico and the refs were. Mm-hmm. What's the percentage? Just give me a percentage. Nikhil, you you get you go first. Um, I'd say a good seventy percent. Yeah, I I, I I have belief in Anfield honestly. I feel like Anfield is our twelfth man, and it's been throughout the season. It's yeah. been really hard to like dislodge Liverpool at Anfield, and while Atletico is a great team, but. Playing away at Anfield, I would put my money on Liverpool, honestly. Yeah. You know what's funny? I was gonna say I was gonna say sixty to seventy <laughs> percent, and because um, the only reason why there's that doubt is just because how how stubborn Simeone is that little yeah. bastard defense, yeah. you know, and um, and the reason why it is as high as it is, you know, given that circumstance, is because genuinely I feel like Liverpool fans haven't, you know, with the league in the bag. Um, we haven't really had a game where it meant so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like this is one where the the fans, uh, you know, really sense that the team does need them because Klopp said, you know, it's going to be at Anfield and he called it out. So I feel like um, with that hectic atmosphere and, and obviously um, backs against the walls, I think I think Liverpool is going to respond and, and – Really get? I'm, I'm gonna call this. I think they're gonna fuck Atletico, bro. Oh my god! I'm gonna <laughs> from 60 to 70 percent. So they're gonna fuck Atletico. Yeah, because you know I want to even kill the seven. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Because so did your percentage go up? What's happening? No, no, no. no. What are I, you doing? We get one goal, bro. It's gonna be a slaughter. Okay. I'm telling <laughs> you, bro. Well, I agree. I don't think they'll score, but yeah. So okay, good percentages then. Uh, I want to ask Nikhil this question. We mm-hmm. ask we ask our guest, uh, fuck Mary Kill. So you're. <laughs> Probably familiar listening to this show. Uh-huh. We're gonna go with the Liverpool front three. You gotta pick one to fuck to marry to kill. You got Mane, Firmino, and Salah. Oh man, this oh. is a tough one. Yeah, it's um, a let me let me think about this. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, what, I I'd say fuck is pretty easy because I feel like it's gotta go to Firmino. I know everybody yeah. else picks Firmino too. It's got, there's some kind of feminine energy going around, going about about him. Steve said like, as well. Uh, <laughs> a Liverpool fan too. He yeah. said that. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, if like worst case situation, yeah, fuck for me, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Ooh, now you're on Mary and Kill. Yeah. I'm on Mary and Kill. Yeah, and this is pretty hard for me because um, 
Because I like both Mane and Salah. I feel like they both do equally well for the team. But I don't know in this situation what would be uh, relevant. But I would have to say probably marry Salah mm-hmm. and kill yeah. Mane with a very heavy heart. Yes. Just because... <laughs> I like that, Nick. With the heavy heart. I love it. <laughs> Just because, like, what's... I mean, what Salah does for Liverpool, I don't think anyone else can do. Like, Firmino has a very specific role. In the same way, I feel like Salah has a very specific role. He He's not been getting shit done recently, but that's because he's, like, trying to follow up on a season that probably no one can follow up on. Sure. Um, and also... Whenever you, if you notice, whenever Salah plays, he like draws at least two or three defenders towards him. That frees up so much room for Mane on the other wing and like even for Mino yeah. to play that free role. And um, yeah, I'd have to go with Salah for Mary and Mane to kill. And uh, and uh, yeah, I was actually gonna say you actually brought the point I was exactly gonna say. Um, whenever whenever I watch games, I notice that Salah seems to have one or two extra defenders on him because I think. <laughs> When teams do scouting reports, they they look at this season, but they also look at last season too. Um, right. We still we haven't changed up too much how we play, and I think they really noticed how how much of a key cog um, Salah is mm-hmm. uh, in that. So um, they still can't cancel out Firmino though, because that that's why I think he's so valuable. And I'm sure you you know that too, Nikola. Right. Know in the games and um, he doesn't put up the numbers as much, but uh, he definitely. Mm-hmm. Is that you know a key role that a lot of people don't see as far as freeing up those guys? Oh. But Mane definitely gets he benefits from playing along those two 100%. Right. Totally, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, which like I mean, I don't think anybody, any striker in the world right now, maybe I can't I can't think of anybody in the world right now who could like do Firmino's role as well as Firmino does. 100%. Uh, I agree. Yeah, because everybody else either plays as the target man or like like a center forward Firmino does both yeah and I have no idea how he does it but he does both and and, and I feel like uh, he shows up in big games too when we need him I don't know right. why I feel like he he know he does his role and 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 can put in the back of the net totally. he always plays good against Arsenal right yeah, yeah he's he's got a good mix of what you guys are saying pace and strength to be able to do yeah. what Nikhil was saying I think and and it's uh, something to be said I wanted to add yeah it's a, I think it's a lost start seeing the guy that runs the defenders off right. And I only mm-hmm. say because that that's what I try to do in my soccer leagues. That's, I feel like that's my main role. I just run the defenders off. And, and you know, you open space for your teammates. So so that's something to be said about that. But for sure, I agree on, on that end of it. Uh, Nikhil, question on – now let's go a little outside Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have an MLS side you support? And, and if, if not, um, is there like an international <laughs> you particularly for like outside of Liverpool? Okay, this is uh, so slightly embarrassing. But, Uh-oh. I mean, I've got I've to be loyal and – uh-huh. Uh, so I went to school in Cincinnati. Oh yeah. And <laughs> FC Cincinnati plays out of the University of Cincinnati Stadium, Report Stadium. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And home of the Bearcats. Home of the Bearcats. Yeah. Shout <laughs> um, out Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah. <laughs> but they're so freaking bad that <laughs> they're like not even like they they're beyond bad. Like they're <laughs> they're horrible. But they're, they're possibly the worst MLS team out there. But, I mean, it's only their second season in the MLS. So, I'm hoping that maybe they can improve over the years. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't have a lot of hope. Like, the fans are great. Honestly, if you go to an FC Cincinnati game, it's a lot of fun. Just because the fans, like, do a whole march. And they, like, try. They have, like, their whole uh, Barney Army going and all that stuff. It's it's very cool. But 
at the same time, the team's just not doing that hot. Well, big credit to you for sticking by because I'm telling you, there's going to be a day they're going to be good, and and you're gonna you're gonna enjoy that because. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm just not digging anyone. I'm just saying, like, when you stick through your team, <laughs> you know, and especially when they stink, like, we are, the Chicago Fire are going through a period as well that mm-hmm. they're awful. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so whenever that, that that moment comes, stick by your guns, and it's going to be a nice thing. So nothing, actually, I prefer to hear, you know, something like that, that I, like FC to say, that if you're like, well, you know, I picked up this bandwagon team that I like. And, and well, so. I'm, I'm on that bandwagon thing. <laughs> I'm an LAFC supporter. <laughs> No, no, I don't identify with that team at all. Oh my all. God! I'm See, over. Cinecil, now you know why I'm thankful of people like you. <laughs> this is the only team I've done it with. Anyway. So seriously, get out of here. You're gonna be happy. It's funny. I told you I got that LAFC jersey. I told you. Well, I was watching the game because I'm fed up. Because I just I can't watch the the fire. I don't connect with the with the fan base as much. I mean, I love the people, some of the people there. It's just you j- I don't identify with them. I don't know how to explain it. Matt's going to be very disappointed. I love Matt. Matt knows we go back to oh, drunken no. nights when we were 17 years old. He knows that. Oh, my God. But I'm telling you, it was between Miami and L.A. Shame and on it you. And LAFC. Oh, my God. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough <laughs> on you. Uh, I'm going to get so much go. backlash. So, Jeff is going to get on my well, ass shout, as well. Yeah, shout out Cincinnati anyway. So that that's great. Hopefully they'll – you know, I'm hoping they do at least until they start a um, – threatening the fire i guess when they play each other mm-hmm. not so um so uh, we kind of dabbled outside of the premier league and now do you follow uh is do you follow any other sports other than soccer um yes and no so i, I okay. follow a little bit of hockey like just because Uh-oh. i was in detroit and like red wings are a yes. big deal um yeah and i mean it's like so the thing uh, okay going back to detroit being what it is the thing is everybody in detroit thinks Detroit is big shit. But, <laughs> yes. but they know that they're being like hated on by the rest of the, everyone else pretty much. Um, and so like when you are when you are in Detroit, you get into that mob mentality where you think that, oh yeah, like everything about Detroit is great. And like you, you just try and like just go with the flow. Right. And so everybody supports, try and supports the Red Wings. But the Red Wings have been doing really bad for the last two or three years. Uh, the Lions have been really, really bad. Um, mm. The Pistons, the Pistons blow hot, blow cold, but they're still not like <laughs> playoff team guys. Um, yeah, so it's it's rough being a Detroit sports fan, man. I mean, I'm not even like I feel bad. I mean, I'm not even from Detroit, and I feel bad for like everybody in Detroit because like they haven't seen a decent sporting day in a while. That's yeah, that's true. true. Well, we were yeah. complaining about Chicago sports, and now thinking right. what you're saying, wow, you're right. Detroit, rough times for them too. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I've been, I've been curious. Uh, you don't have to go into the story or give any details, Nikhil. So don't feel <laughs> obligated. I, I, um, <laughs> well, I did. I did when you asked me, but it's up. Yeah, I'm surprised you did it because you know you got a fiance and you know you don't want mm-hmm. to. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, whatever. So um, she doesn't listen. What's going on? So you answered yes to the. <laughs> So you don't have to go into the story, but if you have, if you want to share the story, you very, yeah, you what's the unit story? very well can. Uh, um, you want to share it? I okay. I'm gonna refrain from sharing it That's just okay. for just uh, to save face, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean, like I said, I was in the Midwest. In the Midwest, sometimes you go out to the bars <laughs> and you find units and. Uh, <laughs> 
things. I love it. <laughs> things happen. No, I mean that's that's what that that's that's my early explanation. But I mean, I do want to like uh, focus more on like what the definition of a unit is. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it depends on what what like how strong your beer goggles are on to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say in my case, I wouldn't say it was an absolute unit. I would say it was. Uh... <laughs> which which <laughs> you're actually dealt with clearly, right? Oh, right. No, you were an absolute right. unit, right? No. What do you mean? No, I'm talking. No, I define one as oh, when, yeah, the, yeah. when the, when the <laughs> arm is bigger than the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is more. Uh, Normal. So this is more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I got it. And you know what? I bet you don't regret it because I feel like um, I feel like every guy has to go through that, you know, that experience, you know, it's kind of. Yeah, like... no. I And the funny thing is I knew this person from like flag football. Ooh, oh, that's and, so cute. Yeah. And like, yeah. let's just let's just say she I mean, I'm not a big guy, so I'm like 160 pounds, like 5'10". Shout out. That's a very I, similar build to me, Nikhil. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I would say I could definitely be taken down by this unit in flag football like i would not fuck with it yes i love it you know what i think that's a good definition if you think the unit would would take you out and you know football Nikhil, that's a very good way to to have this happen i we went out with my my flag football team and i had an incident there where i was called a team player won't go in that story yeah. maybe another week but <laughs> that's a very prominent sport to like be like hey How's it going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had see, I've had two unit in, encounters, and one, and you know what? I don't. I was very drunk at the bar, and I, it's two levels. It's benchmark. Mm-hmm. All my friends were at the second level. I didn't know they were watching me. I got two drinks. I got a, you know, gin and tonics. I was gonna bring them up, and like these girls were like, "Oh, you?" I was like, "What?" They were like, "You make out with her," and then she like grabbed me. I was like, "Oh, fuck it, might as well." So I did it for like a little bit there. Oh my god! And You're then, sharing your story. So, so, yeah. So second, second floor, this is real brief. Second floor, you can look down at the first. So I go up there and they're like, oh, how was getting the drinks? I was like, no, I was, you know, I just got the drinks, whatever. They're like, we saw what you did. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but you're right about the beer goggles, Nikhil. Very true. Very yeah, true. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very prominent. Um, any, Nikhil, any questions that, uh, that you may have for us? This has been an awesome time. We're definitely going to have you on, on again. But any questions you may have for us? Um. Um, I I don't really have a question, but I do want to make a statement about yeah. Man City. Okay, so uh-huh. I grew up in the Middle East, okay, yeah. and like Man City is owned by the Sheikh of Abu Dhabi, and like everybody yeah. knows this. Um, but let me tell you this: yes. the whole country of UAE, if we split up the population based on their uh, soccer preference, like team preference, I would say 40%, 45% Real Madrid, okay, 50% Barcelona. Uh-huh. Oh wow. Um, I would say four percent. The rest of the four percent divided between United and Liverpool. United, Liverpool, and Arsenal. Uh huh. Okay. And then I would say a barely one percent or less than one percent. Actually, you know what? Not even that because I forgot Juventus. You, they're, they're like Juventus fans too. Oh. Oh, so wow. like maybe less than a percent are Man City fans. Oh wow. And that that in itself should tell you like how plastic Man City fans yeah. are because. The country that like the country that literally owns Manchester City does not have Manchester City fans. It's oh. like saying it's like saying if tomorrow Bernie Sanders had a soccer okay maybe Bernie Sanders can't afford a soccer team. Uh, let's say if Mike Bloomberg had a soccer team and he becomes president, right? You have like no American fans. 
Yeah. And it's sad. That's sad. true. Wow. Yeah. That's just a good statement. So shout out Jeff Harris. <laughs> Jeff, what do you have to say yeah. about this? Yeah. And you know what? He kind of he kind of came back at me in Premier League trash talk when I wrote. I was like, man, like, because they just won the League Cup um, uh-huh. over Villa. And I posted. I'm like, does anyone feel like this is just like. Like, I don't feel anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I this. yeah, it's like if, if, if United, Arsenal, Tottenham, you know, I feel like there'd be more of a story, more people would be talking about it. But it's like City one, so it's like, okay, like, you know, I feel like no one really gives a shit about them. I oh, don't that's know. That's crazy, their own country. What a stat. I mean, yeah, that, that is. Um, that is very mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Ooh, wow. So we'll have to get, Nikhil, we'll have to get you on again. I was going to say, I could honestly chat you with you for, like, forever. forever. <laughs> uh, I want to save that for another episode because I already have a lot of questions I want to ask Nikhil. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, we'll do that, yeah. yeah. We're very, very, very happy to finally have you on. Sorry we kept you waiting. Yeah. <laughs> we, it's we, not good. We're not doing interviews for a while, but um, <laughs> we, we love the interactions. Keep that going on uh, on Twitter. And uh, Oh, by the way, Nikhil is up there with me in the predictions, right? He's always yeah, up there. You yeah. guys are a little bit of a rough week this week, as you know. Whenever, was, everyone had whenever my week. brother tallies the scores, I always go, I'm like, so how did Nikhil do? Because I know <laughs> the first second. Probably the best. Yeah. You know, like first second. Yeah. I have a couple of questions for you guys, actually, now that I think oh, about it. Yeah, yes. fire away. Firstly, um, I don't know if this has been asked before, but maybe not in the same context. I'd yeah. say first question would be um, for Afshin. What do you think is going to happen with uh, Arsenal going forward? Do you think Aubameyang is going to stay? Do you think uh, they're going to sell Lacazette? Yeah, I like. Oh, what does the future hold for us? We talk about this all. I have strong opinions about. It. I'm glad you asked because, like, I sometimes I get worried. I talk too much about Arsenal, so I try to keep it brief on the show. Uh-huh. But I do have answers to that actually. And uh, you know, you would think that Lacazette's younger, so they'd want to keep him. But I think that Aubameyang has been so good, and even though he's, I think he's 30 or coming up on past 30, he just isn't really showing signs of slowing down to me in the Premier League, and and players that even get above that age can still excel in an up-front role. I would, with some of the young players coming in, Martinelli, uh, Saka's playing, uh, he's defense, Martinelli, um, and we have Reese Nelson, who's okay, and Katia, who's been up good up front. These guys, they can start slowly replacing. If you could get a lot of money for Lacazette, or at least, I guess, a decent amount, I would sell him to strengthen other positions, get some players that I believe Mikel Arteta will like, but I really love his style. I think he does a great job. And I think he learned, even though we hate Man City a little bit, or I shouldn't say we hate Man City. A lot of people dislike Man City. I, I like that he learned from Pep. He's very organized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see good things going forward. I know it was a bit of a um, – it was quite embarrassing on Thursday. It was, Thursday was a rough day. But right. I see great things going forward. I would sell Lacazette, and I would keep a bombing despite, you know – age and all this stuff saying maybe otherwise Aubameyang's been too good if you can hold him you got to keep him I think you you kind of agree with me on that or, or I guess as a neutral I would say I I agree with you honestly because I feel like Aubameyang has the pace and like he can he pro he gives the team a lot more than what Lacazette probably can at this point uh-huh. um yeah I mean it would be ideal to play them both but I don't think that they both fit in the system that Arteta has in mind. Correct. Um, si- similarly for Ozil, probably Ozil might not play next season. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I agree. And like, w- what you what you desperately need is like a solid backline. You gotta get that clown David Luiz out of there. Yeah. <laughs> bring some. Oh you my. gotta bring somebody else. 
He's so bad. Not only does he look like when he plays like one, too. I mean, it's even showing that under Arteta's system that even Mustafi's been playing better than him. That, that says all right. you need to know. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, it's like you need you need somebody who's a leader back there, like like what Van Dijk did for, like, other than the last game, what Van Dijk did for Gomez, Marap, and Lovren. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. need somebody else who can do that. Right. He was an incredible, incredible pickup. And it's it's something to say, too, that Lovren plays better with Van Dijk than he did with other you know, center right. backs that he was paired with before Van Dyke came along. You yeah. know, so it really helps to have one commanding guy back there. That's a very good point. That's I, I like that question. A very good question. Yeah. Anything else? Um. All right. Last question. Um, yes. On a different note. Yes. Um. Who has the best fries? Ooh. Now, best flying. So you're talking about like, are you talking about midfield combined with the the backs that come up and 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 bomb up? Yeah. So everywhere. Yeah, okay. I would say like some something like uh. Yeah, maybe Liverpool versus City versus Barcelona versus Juventus, maybe. Oh, oh in, the, so wait, in the world. Okay. In so the world, in the world, right now. Easily, you guys, if it was Premier League. I think it's our, I think there are two teams. I, I, I think Liverpool and someone else. You can you can argue Chelsea has good flanks, too. I think Azpilicueta and, um, oh, in the Premier and League? Alonso are, like, insane mm-hmm. together. That's true, but they don't really do much Alonso just, Alonso just scored two goals. Didn't they have a did, clean sheet? He did. He did. He did, but but I I think Liverpool's better than Chelsea for sure. Oh yeah, I mean no, you had the yeah. defensive part of it too, and and then you had the fact that you have those guys on the wings, <laughs> Salah yeah. Mane causing some some problems too. Yeah, if we count them in that. I think to me there's you know, and I'm not just saying this because you two are fans. Um, that's who I go with, even though you have some teams that that are really good outside. I think like at times Real Madrid had a had an argument, but but not maybe this year. Maybe back in the day, but but I don't think their current team as it's built. Um, let me think. You, City. Um, I don't argue, think City has the fullbacks. You can argue uh, Juventus. Juventus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. they got some. They got some good guys. Sorry, what's your answer on that? Mine's Liverpool. I mean, mine's I, Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah, well. I think I think Chelsea and Juventus are like right behind second them. and third. But I'd probably go more with Juventus because they got oh. you know Ronaldo and. How about yourself? What do you think? <laughs> do you, you go with Liverpool? I think I'd go with Liverpool. Honestly, um, at this point. Or at least I feel like, at least in the Premier League, there's no other team that can like match up. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny how like honestly Liverpool doesn't have the strongest midfield. Like it's it's got a pretty mediocre midfield too. If you're, sure. if you, yeah. And uh, with the flanks though, it just allows us to play so like play with so much freedom that yeah I don't I don't think there's any other team in the Premier League at least. But in in like the Champions League, I would say probably. With like Danilo and Sandro for Juventus, yeah, um, those guys are pretty good. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I agree. That's actually a good point you make that uh, about the midfield. That because they kind of do the hard and heavy work, it allows mm-hmm. the other guys to. And, and you're right. If you put them on another team, they might not be as effective. Right. But they're quite effective because of who they have. Yeah. That's I'm, a- I'm, t- I'm talking to Genie Wijnaldum. He's over here. <laughs> Promise you put that motherfucker on another team. He's not going to have the freedom and space like Nikhil's talking about. Well, he and was with Newcastle. No. Uh, I mean, like, he wasn't this good. Bro. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he used to be on Newcastle. So oh, yeah. You know, and, like, he used, he used to play way further forward. He was almost like a false nine for Newcastle. He would, he like, was, you're right. He would score hat tricks for Newcastle. I don't he know was how bad. Fantasy option back in the day. <laughs> He was. You had him on your team. I had him on my team for many years. He was, yeah, but now you're right. He, he gets the job done, and and I I think it's because of their flanks, which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. they they can carry out of stuff. Awesome. Well, those were some good. Those are good questions that we should we can 
now ask other people, I guess, in the yeah. future. But Nikhil, once again, thank you for taking the time. I know we actually were supposed to do this interview another day, but you were a trooper. Did it today. After, fresh off a move, MVP. Fresh off a move, I mean, this fresh off a birthday. And had his birthday and still came on the show. Shout out, Nikhil. Thanks a lot. Thank for you. Appreciate having you on, buddy. Thanks. Uh, yeah, good luck with the pod, and I will keep listening. Yeah, we'll uh, have you on again soon. Thanks 100%. A lot. If you're ever in Thanks. by Chicago, let, let us, us know. know. Yeah, please. For sure. For sure. Um, if, uh, likewise, if you guys are ever in the Bay, let me know. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. All right. And we're back. Awesome interview. Top. Yeah. What a guy. And very Nikhil, knowledgeable. Man. Very knowledgeable about the game. He uh, he might be more interesting than Dosecki's guy. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Could be. Very. Very uh, good insight there. So thank you, Nikhil, for coming on again. Thank you, Nikhil. Shout out Elon for hiring a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's move on. We did say we were going to talk about Bournemouth a little bit. Bournemouth, Chelsea, 2-2, power of the mural. Uh, Marco Alonso getting the brace for Chelsea. Uh, that sandwich goals from Lerma and Joshua King. Bournemouth gets that draw. Speaking of Alonso, you were saying when we were watching highlights, and I watched this match actually, this dude looks like, a stri- like he plays like a striker. He has 19 Premier League goals, which is the most by a defender since the start of the 2016-17 season. All right. Is this background music? Is this background TV? Oh, whoops. It's really loud. All right, so I don't know if you guys... Why didn't you tell me? I just noticed it now. Um, hopefully, if it... <laughs> is it in there? Well, whatever. If it is, it is, I guess, right? <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to check? No. Let's just... All right. You want to reset the whole thing? Not the whole thing, just the segment. We're an organic podcast, motherfucker. All right, so I guess we'll continue to talk. All right, so Marcus Alonso, a makeshift wing. 19 Premier League goals, most by a defender since 2016-17. What are yeah. your thoughts on... I think he's wild. He can't defend. So you just, why don't you just play him on left midfield? Left, you know, wing. Because he, he can't play when someone's on him. He has to be that little guy that creeps up. <laughs> Lord Farquaad over here. According to this app, his position was uh, left wing back. Yeah, yeah, they did play three in the, the back. LVG. Dude, the I feel like they... was in the back. Who? Tamori. Fakayo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Fikori. Didn't know that was his first name at all. Yeah. Um, so Christensen still plays soccer, too. Yeah. That's well, great. Well, so about this match, you know, we saw, I thought Chelsea played really well after the first 10 minutes, and up until 50 minutes hit, and then something happened, and we've seen this issue with Lampard's teams this year. It's like it's been noted in this podcast multiple times. What happens? Why do they lose it every time? Like what? What's going on with this team that once it hits fifty minutes, sixty minutes, second half, they don't play well anymore? I don't know. You tell me. What, it's what do you an think? ongoing mystery. I, I'm baffled. I mean, I thought the insertion of Olivier Giroud was good. I didn't think he played too bad. I think he played pretty well for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, you you know what you're going to get out of him. And I think the selection was was fine. I didn't have really any issues with the team selection, um, but something's going on where Lampard just they can't get it right in the second half, and I I, I can't put my finger on it. And that's actually Chelsea's uh, they're winless in four away matches now, which is their worst run since September to December of 2015, where they had seven winless. Yeah, and I'm wondering why William doesn't start. Uh, he's a pretty solid player. Also, Ruben Loftus Cheek is back from the dead. Apparently, yeah, yeah. He made the substitutes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Why not start William? 
Yeah. Who the fuck are they playing? Well, Pedro and Mount. I know you're a big Reese James fan. Yeah, I like what he's done. He played but pretty well that match. What, don't you think Williams may be a little bit better than Well, Reese James is playing right wing back. So, I mean, well. You can't bench Alonzo. You can't. Well, you can bench one of those center backs. Oh, Pedro maybe? Right. Maybe Pedro? Or or if he changes formation and plays four in the back, Reese James is right back. So uh, Okay. Yeah, but then who do you drop? Christensen or Tamori? It's or Dave. You can't drop Dave. He's I, the captain, right. isn't he? And I think he's doing this to fit Dave, Reese James, and Alonso on the same team. And by doing that, maybe he's not getting his best formation. Also, what the fuck happened to Harry Wilson? Harry Wilson? Oh yeah, I don't know. He wasn't there. And not I in the miss- subs or missing. Players. I thought he was a sub. No. Really? Yeah, I remember. Oh, I, he was. Yeah, what the I fuck? picked him as a goal scorer, and then I saw him on the subs bench. I was like, "Well, that's fucking sucks." Yeah, that's bullshit. Because he's a Liverpool player. Well, you know what though? I feel yeah. like a player like Ryan Frazier, or no, it was Joshua King that came in from. Yeah. But Ryan Frazier playing on the other wing. He has 18 assists since the start of last season. He's only second to who do you think in a goal assists? Assist. Yeah. Trent. Yep. Alexander Arnold has 24. Frazier now uh, 18. Bournemouth once again though showing that they might be up for the fight to not get relegated. Wow. Do you, I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Wow. Um, I think they'll get relegated. Okay. I just don't like them. All right. As a, as a club, they're not, they're, they're not big enough to be in the Premier League. Okay. Hashtag Power of the Mural was back, though. Uh, so it is what it is. Eddie Howe looking sharp as always. I want to know, let's ask Brian, because we can't seem to nail, or anyone that knows, what's going on, tell us, on uh, at the Footy Corner 2 on Twitter, What's going on with Chelsea in the second half of matches? Why do they fall apart? They're missing three starters, too. Possibly yeah. four. Yeah. Tammy Abraham, Conte, and Pulisic. Yeah. And, I think and the possible one is Christian Hudson. <laughs> is it Christian? Tell him. Christian Hudson, <laughs> boy. Bingo spot. I said Christian because of Pulisic. Yeah. And I had picked him up on my fantasy team, too. It's a mistake. He's is he hurting. dead? Yeah, I think he died again. He just dies. He plays two games and dies every time. He would have been perfect at Bayern. That's right. Oh, my God. Well, so that, I guess that's really all. all the, I mean, there isn't much to say. Chelsea's still in the Champions League spot yep. um, with 45 points. It's a good big stretch run coming up. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> enjoy your Tuesdays, fuckers. Okay. So there's a message that just popped up on our screen. That was that noise that you heard. Now let's move on. Really, I, I don't think there's much new to say about these teams. Uh, but, yeah, very really curious to hear about Chelsea people so let's move on to another team that it was, a, it was a rough week for the bigger teams for the for the higher ranked teams right we had a draw between Everton and Man United Tottenham lost Liverpool lost Chelsea drew against Bournemouth and now Leicester losing at Carroll Road one nothing to Norwich Jamal Lewis former Baltimore Raven yes. with the only goal of the match and he got it's his first Norwich goal in 82 appearances <laughs> so what do you like let's talk about Leicester because they're obviously the team of note They've lost three of their last four against teams in the bottom half of the table. Right. Which earlier in the year, they were not having issues. They'd only lost one of their previous 18. What may have changed from the beginning of the year that even a smaller side is getting to the Brendan Rodgers side? Is it possible that they are now trying to possess the ball more and failing at it? I think it's a mixture of two things. Mm-hmm. I think Remember what that thing I told you with Leicester, how they're going to fall a little bit? Yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. Uh, teams kind of figure that out. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brendan just can't adjust. Well, and here's the reason why he can't adjust. Jamie Vardy's out. Yeah. So that obviously changes the whole scheme because mm-hmm. he plays unlike a lot of players. He's a special player. 
But um, not a role Ian Nacho can do or play similarly to. So that really changes everything up, movement up top and everything, which is why they couldn't even get a goal against Norwich. Yeah. So I think their attacking attacking options or uh, their attacking scheme is, is in big trouble. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know what? And if there's a team that could uh, handle this as far as like being very crippled up top, and I think Vardy does cripple them a lot. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's this team because they're one of the best defensive teams in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, they they withstood a decent amount of pressure from Norwich, and uh, Ayanacho had a goal called back, if we recall, due to Bar. So it was. I think this was a match that kind of went back and forth. Carroll Road can be tricky. Norwich is a really good offense. Yeah. So I guess there is concern that Leicester couldn't score, and you're right, they might be handcuffed. But Vardy might be coming back for the next match. So. Stay tuned. They said he might be able to play a little bit in the FA Cup clash that they have on Wednesday. And we'll uh, look to see if he's playing because, granted, you feel like they might be safe in Champions League, but you still want to see them finish strong. Yeah. So, um, we'll see what happens to Leicester. Uh, anything else about that match or those teams? I don't think there was really much. All right, the rest of the matches, uh, not too much going on, uh, but let's report some of the scores here. Brighton 0, uh, Crystal Palace 1 at Amex. Jordan Ayew, the only goal scorer there. Newcastle and Burnley played with a nil-nil draw. And West Ham putting up three at home against Southampton. Goals from Jordan Bowen. Or sorry, Jordan Bowen. <laughs> fucked up. Who is he, John? Jerron Bowen. Uh, Seb Holler and uh, Antonio. Oh, Seb Holler scored a goal? Finally. And Southampton had their goal from Michael Obafemi. Uh, not Obafemi Martins. Right. I Yes. Not Obafemi M M Obafemi. So it was really confusing on that app. Again, uh, this lad was born in two thousand. Jesus which Christ! Obafemi, the fake, oh. the fake Obafemi Martins. The fake Obafemi. I will say though, good note out of these matches. I got a few things. First of all, Gerard Bowen. If you haven't heard his name, he just transferred from Hull. Young striker. He's the first English player to score in his first Premier League start for West Ham since who? Is the last West Ham player to score in his first Premier League start for West Ham. I mean, Jesus. And it was Christ. in 2012, August. Chicharito? No. He's probably at Madrid at the time or some shit. Uh, I mean, Andy Carroll? No. It's funny because you've talked about this guy a lot. It's not Mark Noble. Oh, wait. It wasn't Mark Noble. You're right. That's what you're talking about. I confused this guy. It's Kevin Nolan. Oh, fuck. Remember Kevin Nolan? He was pretty much yeah, the same Yeah, I remember him Nolan. at Newcastle for some they reason. They were a bunch of the same guys. Oh, fuck. I thought it was Mark Noble for a second. My bad. Kevin Nolan. It's like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, Mark, it, it would make sense if it was Noble if it was like 1922. <laughs> right? No, no. I was shocked when it was 2012. I was like, am I seeing this right? Yeah. But uh, Gerard Bowen, it, like, so they brought him in. He scores. Do you think that put pressure on Seb Aller and he finally scored a goal? Because he's been quiet all year. It was supposed to be a big transfer. West Ham's been struggling. Bowen scores early, sets a tone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea what the hell's going on at West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> They've replaced the Crypt Keeper, so we know that. Yeah. With Maize. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know. They're, I have no idea what the fuck is going on there. <laughs> to expect. I agree. I don't know which West Ham. I can't team. analyze but them. But their last two matches have been pretty good. I'm going to be brutal. I'm going to be brutal with you, mate. I don't think I've watched a West Ham game all year. You didn't watch when you played. How about last week? You guys. Yeah, that's that. it, though. Okay, <laughs> that counts. But this isn't a lineup I saw last week. Oh, really? <laughs> they changed shit so up. Mice is just throwing shit in a fire and see what happens. All right. Speaking of managers, Roy Hodgson, your boy, 
100th Premier League uh, game as the manager of Crystal Palace. Did you know that's the first team he's done it with? Managed 100 matches? Who? Roy Hodgson. Can no. You believe? That was shocking to me. So he had his 100th appearance. It was a win. Uh, always has a funny I look. Love, I love Roy Hodgson. I think it's because he was England's manager for so long that it's shocking that he's only done – that's the first team he's reached that 100 appearance milestone with. That means like he never makes it past, what, a third season with a team? Or, yeah. You know? Wasn't he Liverpool's manager for a bit? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> what a legend. I think he's the one that – oh, no, he wasn't. I was going to say I think he was the one that signed Andy Carroll. But I think that was Kenny Dalglish. Yeah. Uh, that may have been Hodgson. I think Hodgson. There's a picture. There's think, that picture. I think Hodgson brought in like Charlie Adams and like, you know, all those guys. Wait, really? I'm going to, let's, we got to find this picture. Do you remember that picture when Andy Carroll signed? <laughs> yeah, I think that was with Kenny Dalglish because I think Andy Carroll signed with Luis Suarez. Right, he did. It was like part of a January, was it January they bought all those? And Stuart Downing? Yeah, that was Dalglish. Yep, that's Dalish Carolyn's the Suarez picture. Yeah. Right. Ironic is that picture because uh, Andy Carroll was supposed to be bigger than Suarez. Yeah. And we see what happened out of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, one, of them, one of them ended up going to West Ham and the other went to Barcelona. So There you go. Anything uh, to say out of these matches? There really wasn't much going on, I think. You know. Shout out Crystal Palace. Shout out Palace. Also, Zaha, time to score a goal. Yeah, right. So you're right. He hasn't done shit. Your boy Sank Tosun's riding on the bench, <laughs> which is wild. Um, Sank needs to set Sank free. Hash, guys, come on. Let's all tweet this. Sank. Hashtag set Sank free. Um, we'll start it. I'm gonna direct it directly to Crystal Palace. Yeah. Fly eagle, fly. Free, Sank free, Jahan Bosch. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is wrong with Graham Potter? That dumbass. Apparently, coronavirus is hitting Iran very hard. I it is. Heard the news. Yeah, but doesn't mean that. He has coronavirus. He can play, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what? They Just kind of off ass. topic. Sorry, yeah. There's Well, Italy canceled matches. No, they didn't. Postponed them. Sorry. They, oh, they did? Yeah, they did. I know Inter, Inter Milan played a game with no fans. Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is wild. That's wild. Yeah, it is. Um, shout out Joe Clinton. He sucks. Dude has scored one goal all season. And Newcastle has no other strikers. What are they going to do? Dwight, Dwight Gale. How is Newcastle finally? not in the relegation zone? Who do they have? I don't know. It's shocking to me. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle is pretty much their best player. You could literally name me some random name and say he plays for Newcastle. But yeah, probably. <laughs> Sam Maximin is their best player, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, right? that's someone that plays for them. Uh, DeAndre Edlin's dead again. He dies Apparently people days. hate him there, too. Like, he's not good. Really? They don't like him? For real. They don't, they don't think he's defensive enough? My problem is Joe Clinton, man. How many chances is that man going to get? Like, they don't have a guy from the academy they can just throw in there at striker and see what happens. Like, Let's see, does it shock you, too, how teams don't go to the academy enough? I, yeah, it does, because we're seeing with Chelsea and even to an extent Arsenal. Everton. Everton, yeah, with Calvert-Lewin. I mean, these guys throw in the strikers. Let's see what happens. And they're doing well. Go to the best player on each team. Who's the best player for Arsenal? Aubameyang. It is it is abominating. No doubt. Statistically Who's your second best player? Heart his heart I mean he was almost crying on Thursday. This man is Who's, well, cause electric. He up. Who's your second who's your second best player? Goal scorer or just overall player? Best player. Shit, I don't know. Hector? Maybe. Most yeah. consistent? 
Yeah, he's, maybe. he's considered academy. Well, yeah, no, and then actually Bukayo Saka's having a hell of a year too. He's from the academy. Chelsea, Chelsea, when he's on fire, you can argue Tammy Abraham. Yeah, Mason Mount started out the season well. He's he's gone off about Reese James. Like these teams, big sides playing guys successfully. Yeah, and you're seeing it. West Ham, the Mark and Oval. <laughs> I'm sure they've got someone. Declan Rice is really the only notable I can think of, right? Academy product. Yeah, no, I know. He's the only Academy product that I see them rolling out there. Villa, they go, they go, Grealish, yeah. uh, fuck, Watford, Deeney. Yeah, he's been there since the beginning of time. But yeah, I'm surprised a team like Newcastle can't find a striker somewhere. Like, Especially with they how have big to have a child. Team. Didn't they have some Armstrong lad that was really Yeah, I thought he did decent. The two brothers that played What happened? No, no, no. Armstrong. Yeah, there were two of them. No, <laughs> I'm thinking of a third. What? This lad was back in the past. I'd always pick him up in FIFA. Oh. Striker. Oh, was it the Longstaffs? There were two brothers? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Stuart Armstrong? Yeah, yeah. Isn't he with Southampton now? Oh, shit. See, I don't know. Fuck Newcastle. You guys are dumbasses. <laughs> like, seriously. where? It's their owner. It's their owner. Like, Joe Clinton has one goal, and he's rollout every fucking week. And we loved him on the show earlier, but now he's just like a big piece of shit. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. So Also, shout out to the lad from goal. What's his name? Santiago Jorge Munoz. Munoz. Santiago, right? Yeah, yeah, Or was it Jorge? Santiago. <laughs> yeah. What a lad. All right. <laughs> this is enough for, for these guys, right? We've yeah. talked a lot about Newcastle, and they don't do shit. All right. Let's go to the week 28 scores. We still didn't have a full week of matches. Eight matches, so the scores weren't really high. And there were surprises. I led the way with 12. Arine had nine. Nikhil had five, and both Steve and the Caboose with four. Really low weeks. Averages are going to go down. That's okay. Remember, only eight matches. So overall, Arin's in first with 14.84. Nikhil, 13.69 is in second. 13.46 is Steve in third. 13.32 is me in fourth. So we got a little tight race going here. And the Caboose at 12.8. Just get up to 13, mate. Come on. The caboose is loose. Oh, Brian. Uh, so let's go to this week's predictions. Right? You have your predictions up? Yeah. Okay. Let's see what we got here. So the opening match, Saturday early morning. No Friday matches. Liverpool-Bournemouth. I got Liverpool 3, Bournemouth 1. Mohamed Salah. I have 2 nil Salah. All right. Wolves hosting Brighton. I got Wolves 2, Brighton nil. Raul. Same thing. Uh, Arsenal hosting West Ham. I don't trust West Ham, even though they've had a good two weeks. Arsenal 3. West Ham nil. I think Aubameyang's really mad about his last game. He's going to score. I have Arsenal 3, West Ham 1, Aubameyang. All right. I think it's bananas. How you think they're going to get a clean sheet with that back? For? Well, it's West Ham, man. So they got Seb Holler, mate. He's in form. Because <laughs> he scored one goal. You never know, man. We'll These see. Dutch guys are bananas. We'll see. I think it's going to be a home clean sheet, mate. Do you want to bet on it? Mate, you have Squadron Mustafi and David Luiz. <laughs> Squadron? What's his name? Squadron. Mate, you've called him a squadron. <laughs> All right, mate. How about this? If Arsenal gets a clean sheet, I win. And you must make squadron Mustafi your twit pick. Why, why, is, why is my twit pick the target here? Well, and I, I don't know. Do we want to do a video for the fans where it's like someone has to do something wild? Oh, God. So it's as long as I don't get arrested. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so what do you want? I don't know. What would it be? It depends. Yeah, you get if they get a clean sheet, you have to have Mustafi as your picture for one week. All right, fine. And if they don't, who do you want my picture to be of? Um, 
I want it to be of that guy on Lester that looks like the Shrek Prince. What? <laughs> that looks like, uh, what's his name? Far or whatever. Farquaad. Farquaad. Lord Farquaad. That'd be Marcos Alonso of Chelsea, no? No. The guy on Lester. He's a center back Turkish. Oh, Taglar Sonucu. Yeah. <laughs> I want him. Wait, it won't even be an Arsenal player? It just has to be Kaglar? Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. All right, deal. You know what? You got... No Arsenal players look funny. Yeah, well, half their team does. Except a bombing looks Bob. like half his hair is burned off. Half <laughs> his hair is burned off? It does, bro. Man. I, I mean, he's a good guy. Man, he just looks Did you know goofy. you didn't follow through on the um, the last bet we had? You had to have, I think, Brendan Rodgers as your picture. You didn't do it. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. So if, do that. if it happens at the next recording, well, man, I'm making it. a Twitch soon, and if my <laughs> biggest squadron Mustafi, no one's gonna follow me. All right, well, you better hope they don't get a clean sheet, unless you want something different, or you start your Twitch after the. No, week. yeah, maybe I could. That's actually All an right. option. Okay, so we got Southampton Newcastle. I got Southampton one Newcastle nil. Dennings. Oh, we're still making predictions. Yeah, we're way we're way off here now. Fuck. I got two one ings. Okay. Uh, Southampton winning? Yeah, yeah. All right. Sheffield United host Norwich. I got Sheffield two, Norwich one, Pookie. Same Pookie thing. Watch. Same thing. Speaking of which, Pookie watch. He's ass. It's suspended. He stinks. No no sex for Pookie. All right. We'll come to no sex later. Shout out uh, Bucharest. Crystal Palace at home against Watford. I got 2 nothing. Palace Milivojevic penalty. I have 2-1 Wolf Zaha. Okay. Burnley Tottenham. Ready for my shock result, which worked last week. Will, will the pen come off of a VAR decision? Bonus point. No. You know what we should do? No, it'll be a clear trick. You get a bonus point if you say yes or no. If VAR has a decision and a pen, you get a point. So you can call your shot and say there will be a pen, and you think it's VAR, yes or no? Yeah, but if you say if you say no and there is, if you get it wrong, you get minus one. Fuck, I'm not calling it then. Just Milivojevic will score a pen. That's okay. it. That's my that's my pick. Okay. I don't want to lose points. Um, Burnley Tottenham. Yeah, I got one one, but that oh, wow. my goal scorer. I have one two Lucas. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chelsea, t- uh, Chelsea Everton will be an awesome match, I think, yeah, at the I agree. bridge. I agree. It's, this probably will be one of the best matches this weekend to watch, aside from maybe the next one. Chelsea 2, Everton 2, Calvert-Lewin. I have 2-2, two, two, and I saw Richarlison having a lot of chances last week. I think he'll capitalize. And he was really pissed at the end. You yeah. Remember? Yeah. Okay. I like him to score. Man United hosting City. I think you rate United more than I do. I got United 1, City 3, Aguero. I have 2-2 two, two because it's at... Yeah, Old Trafford. Old Trafford, and uh, United took care of uh, City last game. Okay. So I'm going to go with Aguero's goal score because I think he's the safest bet to score a goal. That will be a fun match, and I'm sure to lead off our show next week. Yeah. Uh, Leicester City hosting the Monday night match against Aston Villa. I got Leicester 2, Villa nil. Aozi Perez. I have the same thing except I have Villa scoring a goal. Okay, so 2-1, Aozi Shout Perez. out Jack Grealish real quick. All right, so that said, I guess we can move on to our shout-outs and comments. Oh, Remember, man. you guys can make your predictions at the Footy Corner too. Seems like we got a usual cast making those picks, so we'll see what happens there. All right, uh, let's go to our shout-outs and comments. Steve, he he let it off with quite a few actually. Um, one thing he mentioned was about the in-laws, with the similarity between our parents uh, and his in-laws. So he mentioned because we do you remember we talked about. Um, 
the food and whatnot? Yeah. Okay. So he mentioned amazing the similarities between your parents and my in-laws. We've talked about this sporadically before, but the food thing is my favorite. Every time I see my in-laws, I get two plus bags of groceries and homemade meals. I may be a grown man, but I am a fan of this. Yeah, I haven't bought chicken or fish in like two weeks now. Yeah, I think, like we've been cooking for the dog, and you we have, even cooked yeah, for yeah. ourselves. Yeah, you and Caitlin. And and uh, yeah, sorry, I should specify. And so, my, our mom. Me come personally, up I wouldn't cook for the dog. I wouldn't either. But that's your thing. I would not either. But I, you know. But you catch yourself doing it, huh, lad? Well, I've told you why. Come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, you know, when you got a dog that's that old, and they they said she was gonna die. It's not even mine. So I can't be like, oh, we got to give dog food. I mean, come on. Um, moving on. <laughs> Steve says, never get embarrassed by my Starbucks order because I order ahead and walk out before anyone sees my drink. Smart man. Because you got that pickup option. Yeah. Remember I said even yeah. – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned option. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So smart option. Also, if I'm looking like shit, I do that. Like if I literally – like if I look like I just died, mm-hmm. I'll quickly do the pickup, the, the, the Steve method. Yeah. And I think you brought up West don't Ham, show face. West Brom, and you don't want them up because they got Pulis, but you said that Pulis was fired in 2017. I saw that, yeah. Thoughts? Fuck Tony Pulis, dude. <laughs> Fuck West Brom. I don't All want right. them. And if they go up, West uh, Villa better stay up because then, you know, that that's an electric matchup. Yeah, I agree. So good good stuff from Steve there. We got food talk now. Um, let's talk about the poll. The poll results are in on... Pancakes, waffles, French toast, and I think you're right. I just right. want to do a quick shout-out. Steve said Chicago pizza oven grinders. Yeah. Body. Oh, I was going to get it. Yeah. So oh, he, okay. he agreed with you. So then the food talk, go to pizza – what is it called again? Pizza oven grinder? Yeah. And, and co. Um, in our poll, waffles wins 45%, 28% French toast, 27% pancakes. So you think most of the French toast people were pancake people? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Why obviously? Bro. Well, I'm telling you right now, this is it. Steve, waffles are diverse. Plain, chicken and waffles, stroop waffles, Belgian waffles, political waffling, etc. Pancakes are for simpletons. <laughs> Steve? Steve. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a Jeff Paris word right there, isn't it? Simpletons? What do you mean it's a Jeff Paris <laughs> word? It's a Jeff Paris word. Um, I'm just going to have to disagree. Okay. So we'll talk more about the food discussion. I agree with Steve, top man. Obviously. Oh. Brian wanted to state, this is going to make me hungry. Uh, continue with the food discussion. I agree with I Arlene. just ate a fucking feast, which is why I'm dying right now. Go oh. on. Oh, I don't know. So he said he agrees with you about how people with their snarky comments about deep dish can get fucking. So true. Also, when you Chicagoans tell me I can't put ketchup on my hot dog, my blood boils. I put whatever the fuck I want on my hot dog. And you know what? I agree with that. Really? Yeah, I put ketchup. If, if ketchup's there, so I put it You never put it. ketchup and mustard as a combo on your hot dog? I used to, but ever since I moved here, if I get the Chicago style and if it has So you conform. Peppers, no, no, I don't That's conform. That's not who you really are. No, I don't conform. You conform. I, no. You're because, fraud. Does your, you're Trezeguet. Do, do your taste buds change or no? You're Trezeguet. I'm Trezeguet. Because you fraud? said when you moved here. So what, your taste buds move when you move locations? Who's the motherfucker that was a fire fan for 20 years and just said he's an LAFC fan now? Yeah. I conform? When was the last time I went to a Chicago Fire game? I don't fucking know when you exactly. went. Exactly. When was the last time you went to an LAFC game? They've only been an organization for a year. <laughs> so it's, no. More than a year. Two years. And you've never gone to a game with theirs and you've become their fan over your hometown team. Shame. 
What? Naperville has a soccer team? No. Okay. Don't be a... <laughs> the fire played in Naperville. All right. Anyway. Well, I don't identify with, the, with them. So what I'm saying is when I have it with sport peppers, all these things that I had, I said, oh, my God, it's so good with that stuff. And they have tomatoes in there. So that covers the ketchup for me. Now, if you gave me a plain hot dog, yeah. I would put both. I think that's what depends think, what it is. I think that's what Brian's gearing towards. Well, what Brian is saying is he doesn't like when people tell you what to do with your food. And I'm okay. I'm not going to be the guy that's going to be like, you're a dumbass for putting ketchup I, on I stand by that because, you know, the whole Hawaiian pizza thing? Yeah. No, I agree. Don't fuck with other people's food even if you have a different preference. It's just like how you are with people and tolerating different things, right? I'm actually pretty poor at that. I'm trying to work on that skill. <laughs> What skill? Tolerating people? Yeah. yeah. Brian makes uh, light of your homophobic. Yeah. Well, no, not that I disagree. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Or whatever he said. Do you remember he said it as a joke? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever that is all about. Um, what's going on with this shit? Tell these people to chill out with the speak, mate. Some guys just said how it's... So we're getting little beeps. It's Discord. Um... Jeff, on his comments about some of the food, deep dish pizza is not pizza. It's trash. Get your head straight. Jeff, have you eaten deep dish? The fuck is wrong with you? He's probably had it in Detroit. Yeah. that's Well, you got to have it here. Uh, grape soda is nuts. Who said that? Jeff. Jeff Paris. That's Thoughts? a wild take. <laughs> I wanted to hear what Do you Do you not like grape soda? I like grape Gatorade. Actually, okay. I don't mind grape soda. Ask about grape soda is pretty good, but it wouldn't be my number one choice. Like, there are so many other drinks I'd rather have than when grape soda. When in Rome? So, what do you mean? Is Rome New York? For is there are they the capital of grape soda? Yeah, New York's the capital of grape soda. Yes, mate. Okay, uh, <laughs> moving moving on to other food talk. There's a lot of food talk here. Um, you saw the picture. Jeff posting up saffron sour pistachios yeah. straight from Iran are the best. You are so spot on, and we always have some. And they're so low-key. No one knows about them. No one knows that they exist Yep, because they're so low-key, but they are right. fucking so like, – And saffron's if, an expensive commodity. If you start having these pistachios and you have – and then you go and have a bag of normal pistachios, the normal pistachios will taste like shit. You'll be like, yeah. oh, I agree. It's so plain. It's plain, right. It has Even, no soul. Right, even the salted ones, you're just like, ah, too much salt without yeah. saffron. You need the saffron, and it is electric, and we're so lucky. We've been lucky enough that uh, our parents have made enough trips, and they <laughs> come back for us with loads. Yeah. I, we can't go right now. We'd both be enlisted in their army. Well, but I, we also can't go because of the coronavirus at the moment. Correct, but I mean in general. So when they go, they come back with a bunch, and whew, Brian asks, where the hell do I get my hands uh, on one of, on some of these, they sound fantastic. Jeff, your local Persian store. Well, Toronto has a lot of Persian stores. Yeah, so, well, because they have a big Persian. Well, Toronto is very fucking diverse. Right. They are. They have a big Persian community. I'm pretty sure. So. Yep. Young Street. Shout out to you. There. I'm uh, sure Jeff knows exactly where that is. Yeah. It's spelled Yunja. Y o u n g e. That's what some Persians used to call it, Yunja. I'm like, no, it's fucking oh, young, wow. dude. Relax. Um, Brian says, you clearly overstate the international diversity of the state of Indiana. I think the most foreign thing I can get in this state is fucking Panda Express. <laughs> That's a really good comment. Uh, then uh, Jeff said, Gary, Indiana is the worst place I've ever been to in my life, period. Brian, you will not hear any arguments from me. Drove through it once to avoid some traffic. Won't make that mistake again. 
suburbs of Indianapolis where I live isn't too bad, but it's still Indiana. So a lot of shit on Indiana. Um, but the pistachios, guys, if you guys visit, I will give you some pistachios. Give so a fuck ton, yeah. yeah. So come to Chicago and have some saffron pistachios. And some good deep dish pizza. And good. Hang out with us. Come on the pod. Enjoy pizza. Enjoy pistachios. Let's drink together. Yeah. I'll let you boys. All right. That's it. For, that's enough, I think, for food talk, right? Um, so we'll talk about Are the Are you a Hawaiian pizza guy? Do you like Hawaiian yeah. pizza? Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. I don't like it, but I'll accept people that have it. Do you it. like it with barbecue or just without the barbecue? The whole combo. Is oh, just, you just don't like it? Like, if I go to any like a PizzaHut.com, I'm not being like, yo, I'm craving a pineapple well, pizza. Yeah, I guess. I've had it from Jets. Actually, for me, it's usually because – it wouldn't be my first choice, but it's because my fiance usually wants it. Hawaiian? Yeah. Jets? Yeah, because she wants it usually. So, like, whatever. Eight quarter? Yeah. So, what's the sauce is barbecue? Yeah. So I'm not very picky. So whatever wow. she picks, I'm just like, fuck it, it's pizza. I, you know, I'll eat it because I usually don't get to have pizza. So yeah, nice. I'll eat it. Um, here is I want to talk about some of the responses. Comment on who you think the worst current Premier League player is routinely in a starting eleven. We had some responses. I said Mark Noble. What did you say? You said Mark Noble. Um, I said Jesse Lingard. And I oh. quoted an article that said Jesse Lingard didn't record a single Premier League goal or assist in 2019. <laughs> That's shocking. And I gave an honorable mention to Joe Clinton. Ooh. Uh, I said, however, Jesse Lingard takes the cake. Fraud. Hashtag fraud. Uh, Jeff Paris said Virgil Van Dyke. <laughs> what is your comment? I don't know. I think I think everyone else can say what they think about that comment. To which Steve, and he backed it with facts, said anyone on Man City's defense except Kyle Walker. Whole lot of trash there. Three of the worst scoring teams in the Premier League, Norwich, Newcastle, and Crystal Palace, have scored 13%, 8%, and 10% of their goals respectively against Man City. Whereas Liverpool have conceded 4%, 4%, and 5% respectively. Food for thought. Hashtag trash. Wow. So, electric yeah. scenes there. I While you guys were funny, I don't agree with either. Yeah. But I think Mark Noble's a good shout and I think Jesse... Wait, who who would you say is good on City's defense? I don't say... But it's not the worst players. Not the worst, but they're pretty bad. Yeah, they're not the worst, though. Mate. They're not the worst. It's simple, simply put. I mean, that's why Liverpool's better than Man City this year. Okay, yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing. Because Man City they're not has the worst player in the Premier League. There's so many really bad players. Oh, I think... Would you rank Man City in the top 10 of defenses in the Premier League? I don't know. I'm talking back four. Uh, I guess you could consider the key. Yeah, because there's some teams that are not very good in the back four. I'd only put them in top 10 just because of Ederson. But with that wage bill, they should be higher than top four. Or top 10 is what I mean. So I agree. All right, um, let's move on. Jordan Henderson was up for Nance of the Week. There was a lot of talk, and I'll talk about the Nance of the Week results later. We had that back and forth about him, and you called him handicapped. <laughs> so here are some comments that came out on – apparently people talked about it. Uh, Steve, Henderson walks out of the hospital without crutches or even a booter cast. He is yes. not handicapped. That's a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Jeff Paris, he's a cunt. <laughs> That's all he said. Brian. I love how City's trying to make a rivalry with Liverpool. It's cute. Brian says – 
Handicapped or not, this fucker still took up two parking spots. I don't care if they're handicapped spots or normal spots. You're a nonce for taking up two spots. This fucking millionaire professional athlete needs to get his head out of his ass and park like a decent human being. That's true, actually, because so, yeah. at parking lots, that's the worst thing to see. He was more big mad about just taking up two Dude, spots. so I was at Rush. Yeah. And I witnessed the most bananas thing I've ever seen. A smart car was in two spots. What? How the fuck does it fit in three spots? It was, it was no, sideways? <laughs> what? It was in two spots. Oh, I thought you said three. I was like, what the fuck? It was in two. Still, how was it in two spots? Was it like on the line? Was it was it on the line. Person? Yeah, it was on the line. How? I know they already parked. I didn't see them. But... <sighs> Must have been blind. I got to get those things where it's like cards where it's like you're a fucking dumbass. For how you park, you just slap it on the car and go do I'm sure normal. we could search on Amazon and find some. No? Yeah, it's a must. That's wild. Uh, Jeff Paris with a little trash talk uh, said, every time Arian calls Liverpool, my boys, my dog takes a stress shit. Sounds so Nazi. <laughs> what? He was on this week. What are your, what's your response? My response is your dog's a loser. Oh, it's a rivalry now. He's Arian not winning. Jeff Paris's dog. What's your, Jeff, what's your dog's name? I want to hear it. Send us a picture. I need some dog names because I'm going to be getting one yeah, soon. Send us a picture of your dog, Jeff. And uh, I'm sure it'll be nice. I'm sure it'll be a good boy. Yeah. Jeff then also said the caboose only seems to like the KKK parts of Michigan. I think a real tour of Detroit is in order for him. So, Brian, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I'm not Brian. (laughs) I know, but what are your thoughts for Brian? (laughs) I don't know. I think – I agree. I I like the – I go to New Buffalo or I've gone to New Buffalo and I'm sure like up there is nice. Okay. Yeah. I'll take Nikhil's word for what he said about Detroit. All right. And, uh, wait, oh, I forgot about this on Food Talk. Steve retweeted something and said, you got to eat one of these donut concoctions Saturday. Uh, a hot dog with donut. In, a, in a donut as a bun. A burger as donut as buns. Chicken sandwich. As, the donut as buns and all these. Or a breakfast sandwich. This is no question. He said more like, which order would you eat them in because I eat them all. So do you want to answer... Like, which one, or do you want to answer an order? You go first. Okay. I have an order. I go breakfast sandwich first. Obviously. Because I feel like the sweet... You, I mean, you kind of have it with the McGriddle, it's right? a break. It's a breakfast thing. Right. You know. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. After that... This is easy, lad. How is it easy for you? You go with the chicken? Oh, yeah. Because the chicken and waffle syrup, the chicken and syrup... I feel like the sweetness with that chicken would actually be electric. Yeah. And then I'd probably go with the burger and then the hot dog. I'd go hot dog than burger. Really? I think the hot dog would be awkward as shit. I think you had that little bit of sweetness to the hot dog. Actually, I really? think it'll surprise you. But adding, if you look at the burger, it's got egg in it. Does it? Actually, so that, that might be cheese. Sandwiches. That's wild. That might be cheese. That's cheese. That's, see, regardless, it's just no. It's really? Just no. When I want my burger, man, I don't want sweetness. I want fucking, I want Savory? flavor town. Yeah, but this is – okay, so let us know, guys. I think it's – we retweeted Steve's. Maybe we'll retweet the original. Isaac? Yeah, Isaac. World, of, at World of Isaac. This guy's this guy verified. It has a wild picture. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we'll retweet that and see what you guys think. I think that was a really cool kind of poll. Or Breakfast thing. sandwich is an easy one, and I think the chicken – I think the, the fried chicken will surprise you. Where yeah. is that at? Like Popeye's? Uh, what? KFC? These, these meals? No, the, the fried chicken with the donut in between. Oh, I don't, I don't know if anywhere has it. Where the would donut it? on the outside. 
I feel like it got ever. I showed it to you on somewhere. Hmm. I'm not sure I'm aware of it. No, I don't know. Uh, so we also have more. Um, oh, also adding to that, uh, shout out to Brian O'Leary. Said Bloody Marys uh, when we had the pancake waffles French toast talk. But I unfortunately, mean, yeah. Bloody Mary is not a food. Correct. But I think it's a great addition. But yeah, not a food. So I'm not a big Bloody Mary guy. What? Yeah. What's wrong with you? All right. I don't know. It's just a little too much. What do you mean? Too much of like, what? Like, it's just like... Too much of what? It just doesn't taste that good for me. Well, yeah. What part of it do you not like? The tomato juice or the spice or the vodka? Well, everything. You don't like any part of it? No, besides like the food that you, the people put on top of it. Okay. Like the bacon and shit. Yeah. We I mean, don't have one if it's there, but like shit. If there are other options, I'll take the other options. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Jeff, peanut colada guy. Jeff brought up. I remember when the footy corner would talk smack about Jesus. Once again, I, I did not. You, yeah, I still think he's overrated. Okay, so you still think he's overrated? I didn't talk smack about him, so I guess my when I say overrated, it's not that he's not good. It's that if you're Man City, I think you can get a better striker than Gabriel Jesus. Okay, fair enough. Um, would you agree? What would better striker than Jesus? So let's say Aguero dies. For like the rest of his life. I mean, whoa, that's bad. That's <laughs> wow. And we thought it was bad when you said. Man so let's Lopez say Aguero. Let's say Aguero gets transferred, right? Just uh, it's hypothetical. So you're saying. So your city, your your pap, is Jesus your guy? Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Go with him. You get another guy as a backup, unless you get a really good striker. I mean, I'd be going after positions. a really good striker. Look but how they, much money you have. Well, FIFA Fair Play about to whoop their ass. So shout out answer. FIFA. Shout out our shout out Arsene Wenger, my boy. Uh, I would spend in other places if I'm them. So your back line. Uh, can I get into a topic that might take like five minutes? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I mean so people don't mind. They're gonna be listening this to this thing, for three okay, days. Yeah, this thing was in Premier League trash talk. Okay. Here's what it was. So I, I uh, that Phil Phone thing that I mentioned earlier with him saying, oh, Aguero, you know, it's cool that I got to play next to him, all that bullshit, right? Okay. Now there's a two-year ban, okay? Phil Foden is supposed to be a star, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're him, do you stick at Man City? But here's the thing. The two-year ban, I'm, I'm expecting people to leave, right? Yeah. In my opinion, not only does Foden have to play, I think he still needs to be surrounded by really good players to teach him. But has he been surrounded for a long time? But he hasn't played. Well, he needs to get on the pitch somehow, I said, some way. I said the best thing for Phil Foden, because he's not going to be playing in Champions League games. He's not going to be playing in big games. Okay. And people are going to leave. Is to join a top four team, but he'll start there. For example, would you take him at Arsenal? I hate him. No. What? Yeah, he talks shit about us. I don't like him. So did like everyone in the world. Well, fuck him. He's an asshole. Wait, what? When did he talk shit about you guys? Remember he said something about us. Like It was like last year. He took a jab at us. I remember, dude. I don't it was like two years ago and he called him. you guys a joke club. <laughs> Okay, so do I want this guy at my club? No, fuck him. He calls us a joke club. He's a joke. Would you? Well, okay. You know coming, why he's a joke? Coming, he's not doing coming anything. Coming from a guy who describes an era as the banter era, 
that Phil Phone said you're a joke team. No, okay. And you I say there's the a banter, banter era. era. The banter era was when we had Nicholas Bentner on our team. Two years ago wasn't the banter era. No, we just stink right now. This isn't the banter era. Two we years ago stink. you were in a banter era? We were the banter era when, go look, when we had Nicholas Bentner at Strikers. So we, had Marwa, the, we had Chamach. Come so on, what that years was banter. of the banter era? What did it end? I don't know. When we got Ozil? We're just not playing well. Either way, <laughs> my point is, I don't. this doesn't matter. <laughs> Why does that even matter? Would you ever want a player who calls your team a joke on your club team? No. If Fuck we him. were, if we were a joke, yeah. Well, I don't think we're a joke right now, and I don't want to say. It was during team. the time where we had David Engog as our striker, and like, yeah, there was a joke club. Like, yeah, he's right. Okay. Well, I don't want him. I, I I'm sorry. He might be good. Okay. I don't want him. So let's put him on uh, Manchester United. Okay, that's never fine. Go, but sure. Do you think he could start there? Probably. Do you yeah. think it's better if he plays? He might do City well. He might not. It's fifty-fifty. You so you're asking me is he better on City or another team? If you're him, do you stay at City? Because he has this to beat man out. Has stayed at City and he hasn't played he has in to, three years. If he wants to play for England, he has to beat out Madison and Grealish. Okay, so my point is, if he's not going to play, I would say Pep. Are you going to play my ass or not? And if he says no, I'm going to loan you, or you got to earn, you got to do this, you got to do that. Then I yeah, look for a move. And yeah, he could probably get to a, another top team. If you're asking me if I want him on Arsenal, it's personal. I don't want his ass. Fuck that, man. I hope he sucks ass the rest of his career. Taking this question out of context, mate. No, I'm not. I'm just answering it. I'm just saying that because um, you asked me do you want him on Arsenal. I said no. But I think he'd strive on another team. Sure, he'd strive on Man City. He has to go where the opportunity is. I don't know where that is. Okay. I mean, the question was pretty much asking you where you think it is, but... You can teeter around all you want. Yes. Asking me what? What's the fucking question? Ask it. That's what I asked you. What did you ask? <laughs> ask it. Ask a question like a normal human. What they is are the who we thought they were. What's the question? It's a simple thing. The question, question is, do you think he'll get playing time at City? Yes. Will it be high enough for him to pass Grealish and Madison? No. No. So you don't think he'll start in England? By the Euro 2020s? Yeah. No, Euro 2020s are this year, mate. No. How about next World Cup? He could if he plays well. If he takes the chance, he could, yes. Who would you start him over? If Grealish and Madison are his comp. I don't know. We'll have there to see. All right. We see. don't know. I mean, that's how can you tell how people are going to be three years from now? I know Jeff, Jeff thinks that he's going to be the England captain. Well, Jeff is on absolute weed. That's also why I that. say that. I said Trent Alexander Arnold will be in four years, three years next World Cup. Eddie and Ketsy is going to be the kid. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's too wild to guess who's the England captain is going to be in 2022. We're, we see. I mean, we're in 2020 right now. Let's see what happens. Who was the last captain? Harry Kane. Was it not Henderson? No, I think it was Harry Kane. See, that's how irrelevant. No, wasn't it the goalie? No, not Jordan. The Pickford. goalie, not Pickford. Are you sure? sure. I think it, it was Harry Kane. It was Hold not on. T-Rex. <laughs> you know what everyone calls him? Siri, who was the captain for England at the last World Cup? England was in second place in Group G with six points after three matches. I'm not going to say it. Well, that didn't help. It was Harry Okay. All right. Uh, so what do you think about this then? Real quick before I – I while think he should move. This. I think he should move to Chelsea, Arsenal, or Tottenham. Okay. And you think that, yeah, it was Harry Kane. 
All right. Tottenham would be a good place for him. Yeah, then I play can next, beat him there. Good. Play next Fuck to Harry. Play next to Harry Kane. Okay. Well, or behind him. Yeah, okay. that's what I meant. All right. So, uh, fair enough. What do you guys think about Phil Foden? Please let us know. Is he a fraud? Probably not. Will he be the captain? Of Is he? Answer the question I asked. Is he better off at City or another team? What next season? Considering the future Considering and, the future. and the ban that City got because they're cheaters. And if you pick another <laughs> team, comment. We'll put a poll up. All right. Um, Houston Astros is the soccer world. So, yeah. So, we talked about that. Steve brought up an article about uh, Norwich not playing Buendia based on his points per game. Fantasy points per game. Yeah. So, any any talks quickly about that? or I think it's fantasy. It might be like actual points per game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, didn't know I don't know. One or the other. Well, but... the problem is we don't get the athletic subscription. So, we you couldn't can read... read the whole thing. I personally... That's stupid, in my opinion. I'm not a big guy. I mean, I don't know how you roll. I know you do bracketology, so you're a big stat guy. Well, I think that's different, though. This is this is your lineup. I don't you like that. Think about how people mesh together. You can't just base it off statistics. Yeah, not just that, but you got to think of the game. There's so many factors that play into um, how a player is going to do, in my opinion, that statistics can't justify. Yeah. No, I agree. I think so. I think that's a true fact. So I think that's uh, yeah. I believe that's very nonsense. Very nonce-like. Yeah, because that's what Steve said. Yeah. Um, so there was a penalty or nah, says Fox Soccer, between Portland Timbers and Minnesota. I don't know if you've seen this. <laughs> the goalie just runs over this Portland player. Classic MLS action. No penalty given. Steve said, swear to God, I did this to a girl in our co-ed soccer <laughs> league, except our niece collided and she showed up in a leg brace the next week. Yikes. So... I don't know. Do you think that was a penalty? Um, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to ask. So everyone, take a look at that. We retweeted Steve's comment, right? So you yeah. can see it when you click on his his comment. Um, I want to mention uh, Steve. Another shout-out to Steve for calling Alonso on the Fantasy Corner last week. Man had two goals this week, so good shout there. Uh, and finally, before we get to the polls, I want to do a little Kepa talk. All right? Uh there was a little bit of a discussion between Steve and a new person, right? Uh, as I'm scrolling to find it. Uh, Steve got into an argument regarding what was recent, wasn't it? Uh, oh, this conversation was bananas. I want to say it was might have been before the whole uh, Canada-USA debate. No, here it is. So... Um, <laughs> Steve goes, at this point, there has to be some going on behind the scenes with Kepa. I mean, Caballero has proven to be worse time and time again, and he's starting four straight. This can't be just proving a point anymore. I think Kepa's gone at the year end. Be true A, shout out new uh, commenter, be true A. In his last two games, Caballero has been better than Kepa. Best performance this season. Steve says, one, you really want Caballero as your long-term keeper over Kepa? Two, giving up Two to Bournemouth and three to Bayern. I know those aren't the two matches you meant, but keepers need to be consistent. This is not consistent. Uh, B-True-A won no to saying Caballero is your long-term keeper over Kepa. Two, you honestly can't fault him for both goals today. And I think it kind of just ended there. So what is your thoughts on this Kepa? I think they really need to thing? get rid of both goalies. <laughs> so who's their goalie going to be? Sal Kepa at a high price. Uh-huh. Or at a decent price. And bring in, like, fucking 
Someone, I don't know. Someone so from Germany. We've talked about Willy. Is there any way back for Kepa after this? This is quite an embarrassing thing to be replaced by Caballero. Is there any way back for Kepa in I don't terms think of his at attitude, Chelsea? Based on his actions last year, I don't think he has a good attitude. I, he's got to go, bro. Right, when he wouldn't be subbed off. Do you remember? Yeah, he's got to go, bro. <laughs> okay, so we'll see. So we think Kepa will not last this year. Brian, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And if not, which goalie do you want? What goalie would you replace Kepa Peter Shek have a son that's 18? <laughs> I don't think so. Dude, Petr Cech's too busy playing in the hockey league. I'm leagues. trying to think of good, a good goalie. I would say they could they could oh, they could do well. They can go Pope. for Pope, they can go for Henderson at Sheffield. There are a lot of good goalies out there, right? Even like I'm sure there's some German lad out there that's decent. It's not Berlano. Berlano. He, he's not out there. I agree. He's he's our boy. Um they or they can go to some of these leagues that have low key like good keepers like on lower league team like lower bit like lower teams in the table making big saves. Who's the Villa's goalie? Uh, that's Foster. A no, Ben Foster is Watford. Oh yeah, they were talking about yeah Ben Foster. <laughs> There's another example. All right, so that is Hugo Lloris. Well, Hugo. It, I mean, he's Tottenham. He's like their captain. Why? How the fuck is Chelsea gonna get Hugo Lloris? <laughs> That is the most banana thing you've said this episode. I'm throwing FIFA. Bro, this is even more wild than like half the other shit you've said. I know. I'm I'm like, after Nikhil's interview, because we took a little break, you had to walk the dog. Yeah. I I scarfed scarfed down a shit ton of food. All right. Well, let's, we're getting to the end of this comments and shout outs. It's taking forever. Polls. Who's match day 27 knots of the week? 67% said Jordan Henderson. 33% 33% went with David Lind. I believe he was the guy who masturbated in his vehicle. <laughs> no one said Anthony Briancon, who did the clothesline from hell, or Academia Pandev defender, who threw a you ball at another ball. I voted for the jack-off guy. So did I. I think we're the only ones. Everyone else picked Henderson. Wow, okay. Uh, who's the Match Day 27 Player of the Week? Diego Yota, 67%. Might win it again this week. 33% went with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. No one said Bruno Fernandez, which is a bit surprising, and no one said Patrick Van Anholt. Uh, are Wolves yellow or orange? 57% said yellow, 43% say orange. So, Gigi Nori. I don't know. I think the debate goes on, but there's that. We talked about waffles, French toast. See, now you're going to skew the shit like you did with the waffles. You're going to be like, okay, let's add another color. What am I going to add? Just steal from the fucking yellow. Okay, well. Because you're cheeky like that. First of all, I'm not making. We're not gonna make this poll again, and there's nothing to add. What's there so to then add? GG. All right, so we talked about Jordan Henderson winning Nance of the Week. He was the cover of the episode, so I think that kind of helped. Yeah. Let's talk about this week's potentials. Nance of the Week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, man. All, right. all right, our first option here: Luis Diaz. He's a Columbus Crew midfielder. Came on in a match this weekend in the MLS opening <laughs> weekend, and we'll retweet this video. He gets a sitter from about 10 yards out, and he was closer to hitting the corner flag than the goal. That's so <laughs> shocking. I mean, it was such a horrendous I shot. I feel like the way he was positioned, the way the ball was coming at him, it was like a match made and happened yeah. to score a goal. And I think, like, even when you know ahead of time, like, say, like, you know, like, it, that caption says horrible miss. You're like, okay, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. You, like, I saw it. I did not expect that. Like, even that was wild for a miss. Yeah. So, uh... Luis Diaz in what looked like a Rick Ankeel throw, basically, back in the day. Um, then we have Gary Neville. We called him a prick in the introduction of the show. 
he decided to open a bottle of champagne to celebrate Liverpool losing. Like, okay, I get it. You you might be happy about it, but like, what are you doing? Manchester United is thirty plus points behind Liverpool, and this man's out here popping champagne. What are your thoughts? It's pathetic. I think that's Nancy at its finest. I'd be mad if a Liverpool person did that for United. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. There it is, his stupid face. Yeah. <laughs> like we, uh, was it Nikhil that told us about this? Yeah. Yeah. So Nikhil, and we retweeted it, so check that one out. Um, we could put it back up again. I might put the original. So we got Diaz, Gary Neville. Now it gets wild. Next we have a model, Alexandra Sadowska. She had her eyes tattooed, okay, um, because she wanted her, like, I guess the white parts of her eye to be filled in black. If you look at her, she also has elf ears. She's one of those types that, like... Does everything. Yeah. Probably has a split tongue. Have you seen those? She might. I I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I know what you're talking about. So, anyways, she is now experiencing severe vision problems and has lost sight in one eye and is suing her tattoo artist. So, to me, that's a bit nonce-like to... I'd uh, say I'm shocked, but then she decided to tattoo her eyes, so... Right. Do you want to see a picture of her, or is it scary? I've seen it. Yes. She, she looks gross. She looks <laughs> gross. So, there she is. Okay, so getting an eye tattoo and wondering why she's going blind. Um, that was from the Daily Star, by the way. Uh, and finally, this one is bananas, and I think it was uh, sent in from Brian Moore... Uh, this is Gigi Becali. He is the owner of Bucharest, formerly known as Stoya Bucharest. He changed their name. He thinks he knows what is to blame for his team's recent poor run in the Romanian league. He claims that it's because of too much sex. (laughs) He said, my players were making love with their girlfriends too often. That's why they aren't playing football so well lately. The result left them fourth in the table, eight points behind leaders CFR Cluj, uh, Bacali, who made his fortune in real estate after the fall of communism in 1989 uh, and has served as on the European Parliament, praised the Cluj coach uh, for restoring discipline at his club. He said, look at Dan Petrescu. CFR players have sex only once a week. They meet with women only once a week. Wait, <laughs> meet with women once a week? What if they're married? Um, if you're married... They're allowed to, quote-unquote, meet their partner once a week for so, sex. So if you have a... That's wild. So he's saying, he says they should. So if you have a girlfriend, you can only have sex once. According to him, yeah. Once they, a day or one a session? Week. A week. No, no, I meant like session or day. You could have sex a lot in one day. That's true. That's a good question. We should ask him. So Gigi Bacali, what's the deal here? Because you can have a fucking marathon. That's true. You can. I think he means once a week. Although, I mean, like it starts to get a little like. Yeah, your penis hurts. Not, I mean. It just, you might be worn out, but like, right. Oh, the little guy is going to, I don't know. You know, you get what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be good, especially the day before a game. Uh, so there are the options. Once again, we have Luis Diaz, Columbus crew midfielder, missing a sitter. Gary Neville popping champagne to celebrate a team losing that's 30 points above his old team. Alexandra Sodoska for tattooing her eyes and suing the tattoo artist for going blind. And Gigi Bacali uh, for claiming that his team has too much sex. Who's your early pick? I don't know. I'm stuck between the last two. Who would you go with? I'm going with the model. Like, 
Yeah, I want to go with the mom. How do you man. tattoo your eyes? First of all, that's a dumb thing. You know, do. am I weird for thinking like, wait, isn't like like having sex that's good? Yeah, that's why I'm not picking them. I mean, well, that what's me. That's what makes me an idiot for complaining about it. Yeah, but yeah. this, yeah, this chick's really stupid. I think that's just beyond She's an stupid. Idiot. Gary Neville's actually my close. What's her second. name? Uh, Alexandra Sadowska. Alexandra Sadowska. If you ever listen to this, you're a fucking clown. <laughs> I bet you she was actually decent looking before she did this, probably. No? She's European, and she's a model. She's probably like a toothpick, bro. Okay. Well, that might be true. So The complete opposite of a unit. That's true. Well, what is that? Let's ask the people. What's the opposite of a unit? It's a stick, and that's probably what she is. We've got to come up with a better name than that. Toothpick? Come on. That's trash. I mean, let's see if our it. podcast... With let's this see if climate, listeners... we're going to get canceled with how, how I'm talking. Whatever. Let's see if with our listeners, we can get... A different word for unit. Huh? All right. Uh, with that said, let's go to the fantasy corner. Top scores this week. Ismail Asar had 19. Marcus Alonso, 16. Jamal Lewis of the Ravens, 15. Diego Jota and uh, Doherty of Wolves each had 12. Top incomings, Abamiang, Bruno Fernandez, Diego Jota, Raul Jimenez, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Shout out to you for calling Calvert-Lewin a while ago. Top outgoings, Vardy dead, Abraham dead, Firmino Adama Traore and Danny Inks. A bit shocking on a few of those there. Any comments from you on that stuff? Yeah, congrats to Marcus Alonso for getting the most fantasy points in the uh, second week. No, he had the most. Sar had the most. No, he didn't. Okay. You're just going to say he doesn't exist? Um, I don't know. He doesn't play for a real team. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I will say people to look out for. I think Juan Basaka and Bruno Fernandez are both low money, good options. Uh, Juan Basaka is at 5.3 million. Fernandez at 8.3, but I would hold on them. I No. I would hold. I wouldn't hold on Bruno Fernandez. He takes their pens now. I would hold. Their next two games are against City and Tottenham. Hold so, for two weeks. Which is which which is VAR's favorite time to get involved and give a pen. Which, oh, that reminds me. We've, I left that out. Ah, oh, I forgot to say that. Manchester United, folks... Is the team that's benefited the most from VAR. So all of you guys out there saying Liverpool and whatever other teams, Manchester United has benefited nine times from VAR overturning a call. And I think amongst the others were Brighton and uh, like another team. I oh, can't shit. It's not helping Brighton that much. Well, I guess more than they – I mean they might be relegated if it weren't helping them. Oh, yeah, right, actually. Uh, so those are guys to get later. I would look at Max Aarons right now. Dude, it looked really good last game. He I'd plays sh- on a team that scores a I'd lot. Be sh- I'd be shocked if he stays at Norwich after this. They year. also give up a lot of goals, but he's only four point three million, so he could play the Marcus Alonso role. Exactly, future Marcus Alonso? Question mark. All right. With that said, let's go to our final shout segment. Out, shout out to front of the pod, Joe Pensalo. Keep doing your thing out there. What is? What's he doing? Absolutely nothing. Exactly. So let's go to the gambling corner. All right, uh, rough week for all of us, I'd say. Really um, rough week for me, personally speaking. Yeah, especially the horseshoe, the real horseshoe. But let's talk about yeah, this. Yeah, I went more. into I went into crisis mode. You're like, don't worry, mate. Just read. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> said you're I, never gonna do it again. We'll see. I said, yeah, I'm just gonna put more time into stocks. Right, you're gonna do some day trading, um, which I've been doing. Shout out, shout out, stock market. Novavax. Thanks. No. Invest in the stock in the stocks that are creating vaccines. There you go, vaccines. Uh, shout out Jay Cutler. 
Shout out Kristen Cavalier. They don't do. They don't vac. They don't believe in vaccinating their children. Are you fucking kidding me? No, was, <laughs> that's why I made the joke about it. I had no idea about that. Was that like on E News or something? It was on something. It was a while ago. I mean, this I isn't mean, new. It was I, from years ago. I think ago. they're both amazing people. That's yeah. why I'm upset. It, it was from a couple of years ago when they had their show. But anyway, if you're an anti-vaxer, you've lost the plot. Okay, let's go on the gambling. Would corner. you agree? Yeah. No, we're gonna vaccinate. Oh. Yeah, not myself, but kids. Well, you got to vaccinate too, motherfucker. Well, yeah, I will. T- I mean, I do too, but I'm saying for in terms of the children, that's the debate usually. Your baby or your child. Yes, that's my answer. Um, without going into too many crazy stuff, let's get to the gambling corner because <laughs> vaccinations are not gambling. Um, this week, I'll, well, I'll go in the order we usually do. Uh, I lost eight on that Liverpool match. I was very confident. Eight bucks down the drain. But by the way, I did I did say they'd lose to a small team, didn't I? That's true, that's true. But I put a dollar on Bournemouth Chelsea draw. That hit. One three twenty two off that. I put a dollar on Palace winning. That hit. So I rebounded a little bit and overall I've lost one dollar and fifty cents. So my two wild bets hit, whereas my one sure one did not. You went over three this week. You had uh, Chelsea winning, minus 138, lost $2 there. You had Leicester winning, minus 131, lost $2 there. And you had Brighton Palace draw for $1. So you lost $5. That's a lot. Uh, Steve only put one bet on because his account was running low. And I feel bad because Steve is, I think, the only one out of all of us that, like, takes his actual bets and then posts them in the betting corner. Mm -hmm. And he's in last. So (laughs) he took his remaining money he had, put it on United, $2.00. And they lost. He had him at plus one eighty five, so lost it. So he's lost two dollars this week. Then we go to the caboose. Made three bets. He had a parlay: Liverpool, Leicester, and Southampton draw with West Ham. Not only did he miss the parlay, he lost all three of those games. But it didn't matter because he only lost like two dollars off that. Um, he lost four dollars picking Newcastle against Burnley at plus one sixty four. So he had lost eight or six dollars to this point, but he came back and took Palace plus three hundred, just like I did. But he put four dollars on it, and he wins twelve dollars off that. So for the week, Brian wins six bucks. So overall, Brian is now the leader, even though he's the caboose in one thing. He's the leader in the gambling corner at plus fourteen dollars and four cents. Our in second at plus twelve dollars and five cents. I have plus one dollar forty seven cents, and Steve, who uses his real money on this. Minus $10.42. I'm not going to... I mean, bro, I pretty much had a campfire with the money I was putting at the horseshoe. <laughs> right. That's true. Actually, compared to how I've been all year, that doesn't. that's nothing. I, I am so way down this I've been on UFC, a four-fighter parlay, three of them hit in the main card. The guy gets knocked out. I'm blown. <laughs> I can't believe that shit. And then... I forgot what my... Well, I forgot my other bets. Fucking Northern Illinois basketball team shit on me, too. <laughs> Illinois, Although I can't talk. I parlayed them with South Dakota basketball team Jesus in the Dakota Derby. They beat North Dakota. Dakota. I'd, make, I'd make fun of you, but I picked. I bet on Mercer to beat Wofford, which was pure gold because they did. Yeah. Shout out to you because I bet on Mercer or against Mercer and they beat me. <laughs> so don't think you're you're funny because I've, I've made the bet on uh, – there's my boy Roman Yossi. Yeah. They've made the bet on – I've made a bet on fucking Mercer. That happens. So let's see. Honestly, I don't think there's a team you and me combined haven't bet on. <laughs> there might not be. Like maybe like 
Incarcerated Ward, but that's <laughs> Incarnate Ward. Incarcerated Ward. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know. We've lost the plot. Presbyterian Blue Hose. We've, I think I have to. Oh my God. <laughs> I have with Grant. And pretty much almost any Premier League team we've bet on, I think. Right? Well, look. Okay, so if we do bet again this week, maybe we will, maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll, we'll let's post our bet tickets. I'm, dude, I legit might be done with that. Dude. Oh, I didn't list our bets. What are our bets? Gosh, I almost signed off. What are our bets? All right, let me list. Uh, you want me to go first or you want to go first? I'll go first. All right, what do you got this I week? have a parlay of Liverpool and Wolves. Uh-huh. Bet two bucks to win 260. Oh, I didn't write that. You got Liverpool, Wolves, both winning? Yeah, parlay. $2 to win 260. Okay. What else you got? And then put 140 on Sheffield United. 140? Yeah, to win $1. You know I do that. Okay, yeah, that's weird. But Okay, what else? That's it? That's it. I'll win 360 this week. All right. Well, or you'll lose 340. Or you'll be in between. I'll win. I also picked Liverpool as part of a parlay, the AZ parlay, which hit last time I picked it. So I'm going to do it again. The, they're at minus 400 against Bournemouth. Arsenal's minus 185 against West Ham. So I'm going to put $5 to win 463. Then I'm going with City over United. $4 to win 296 because they're at minus 135. So that's a risky bet, bro. It is, but I like it. And Everton, Chelsea, I put draw $1 plus 324. So $1 to win 324. So we'll see what happens there. That's Those are my bets. I got all $10 on the line. We'll look forward to hearing your bets. And where can they get us again with their bets? At the footy corner, too. All right. So that's about it for this long-ass show. But Is there anything else you want to say? I thought this was an awesome show. Thanks again to Nikhil for coming on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, our, I want to make a note to the people listening that have gotten to this point. I know our shows are long. But like we said, it's once a week. And I think when you're listening, you just, just you know, flows, I guess, hopefully. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll come at you again next week, uh, hopefully with another guest. we got a few lined up that we're going to ask, and uh, that's all I got. You got anything else? Fuck the Astros. Fuck the Astros. So we go to the still unemployed Unai Emery. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening.